Hey y'all, I'm Maddie. And I'm Kim. And this is the Soulmates Podcast. How we doing? Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. Welcome. Welcome back, back to the Soulmates podcast. So if you didn't catch it, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to say it. She's like, don't say it do, or do say it. I was like, I don't know. It's like, no, I told you to say it. And then you were like, I'm not going to do it. So what we're trying to say is we have a fun announcement. Yes. Unil. Nope. Yeah. Neil. No, Unil today is tomorrow. Oh, I'm learning so much Korean, you guys. Um, Unil, we have a very special announcement. And what is it? So a few episodes back, we asked for help because we have been trying to figure out what we should address our Jafam. collective Jafam as. We're trying to decide <laughs> what our Jafam is. Which we also DM'd Johnny and he never DM'd us back. <laughs> so rude. One day um, we will give him a lot of crap about yes. around Thanksgiving table. Okay. But today... <laughs> Down. We're out. We're alone on it. Okay. So we we put it out there into like the world. The interwebs. In our, yes, in our episode, and a few of y'all responded with some ideas. Yes. And, and what this is is like a collective group name. So because we and Kim talk about you all the time, we're yeah. like our you know our our friends so and so reached out and they liked this part of our episode or they didn't like that. Well, and we don't want to call it, like you're not our fans. No, you're, like our friends. Sometimes we say so listeners, we wanted, but that sounds informal. Yeah, we wanted like a group name for us all, right? As a family of K drama lovers. Yes. So we have been on a journey to find that name, and we decided we found one. Um, we, it was suggested by one of our it was. Instagram so, followers. Who was it, Kim? Um, her name is Beatrice and her... Beatrice the Z. Yes. And, um... Beatrice, perhaps? I, I do not know, Madison. <laughs> you're the, you're the language... Beatrice, if you're listening. Seriously, aunt. if you're listening, tell us. Yeah, seriously. Um... And her, her, what was her, um... Her username is no worries in the wild. Right. Or no, in the world. Sorry. In the world. Not the <laughs> no wild. worry. There are a lot of worries in the wild. <laughs> and in the world. <laughs> right. We still support this. But anyways, Beatrice. she tossed out Soulmies, which is right. like a mix of our podcast Soulmates right. and Homies. Right. So how do you spell that? Isn't it S-E-O-U-L-M-I-E? Yeah. M-I-E-S. Right. So So you're our Soulmies. So we sat on that for a minute. And then it just suddenly became a part of our vocabulary. Yes, we say it a lot. And I think naturally, I already said homie quite a bit. So it was just seamless. Yeah. And then for like weeks now, we've called y'all our soulmies. Yeah. Like our vlog was titled on my computer, Soul Me Saturday. Yeah. But like, I couldn't call it that because no one knew. Yes. So, so now, now we know. That is our official name for our soulmies. So um, may I suggest one day soul me meetup? Yeah. I would say um, soul meets. <laughs> my God. Am I right? Okay. We're moving along because we have quite a bit to cover <laughs> yes, in this episode. So this is, um, if you are new to the show, we have a few different segments. Um, yes. We do Yarnaz where we kind of, you know, tip our toes into the water with certain shows, watch a few episodes, decide if we're in it. Yes. We do After Eights, which is halfway through a show. We kind of answer some fun questions. And then we have full full length reviews. Correct. Which is once we watch the entire show, we have some categories and we talk through moments that stood out, characters, et cetera, et cetera. This is our Pretty first much everything. full review in a while, like over a month. It's been a minute. So, and it's a big one. Is this our first review of season two? No, we did Extraordinary You. Oh, you're right. 
I'm pretty this sure that is, was the episode that we asked for help about this our, our is. name. Wow. This is a big fat review. Yeah. It's a big fat She's going to be thick. She, she, thick. But it's fine. And it's been fun because we've been reviewing this show the entire show. Yeah. Because the people asked us. Well, our soulmates were like, y'all, we want to hear y'all's reactions. And we're like, really? Yeah. People okay. were like, <laughs> can you do mini pods after every single episode? And yes. we were like, wow, we don't think we can do that, but we'll record a little <laughs> video and post it on Instagram. So it also cre- like it spurred us on to create a YouTube channel. It did. And like 500 people watched those. I don't know why. We're so, I'm so surprised. I still don't know why. Today I was talking to Kathy on the phone and I was like, I don't know why. But you know what? We but love you guys. because y'all we'll, are, you're our soul we'll do, That's why. We'll do whatever we the power of the soul me so give you what you want so so today we are reviewing hometown cha-cha-cha oh my gosh i'm like gonna burst into it tears it feels like over. just yesterday we were beginning hometown cha-cha-cha you're right it does feel like <laughs> just yesterday feel like that and we had no clue the journey we were about to embark on we had on. no idea that freaking pd nim <laughs> was going to freaking steal the show bias wreck us both freaking not um, oh my god i will not lie i solely came to this show for kim son ho <laughs> maddie not so much i am like a dedicated kim son ho fan right and I'm still very dedicated to him. We'll get into it. I have a However, new category for him. But PD Nim freaking rocked me. Literally. <laughs> like, wow. Ow, literally. <laughs> so, like, wow. Also, we found out he's 29 years he's old. He's 29 years old. And we both were like, he's in age range. He's like three years older. <laughs> Marry us, PD Nim. Oh, my gosh. We could like, be sister Kim, wives. when we were in I'm college. Oh. <laughs> Also, how is that the first time we've ever mentioned the op- the possibility of sister wives with any of these people? Well, we don't believe in it, really. Really? <laughs> Do you believe in it a little bit? <laughs> We're going to sweep that okay, one under wow. the rug. This is already off to a thrilling so, start. So, um, Kim, when we were in college... Let's say we were freshmen in college. PD Nim could have been a senior at the same college. Yeah, and we could have freaking called him Sunbay. <laughs> he's our freaking Sunbay. He's not that much older. I'm so shook. He looks like he's at least 35. I know. That guy's he's got a very soul. mature. Well, they he's put him in like dad too. clothes. Well, so yeah, because yeah, they it? had to hide the body. Also, he's jacked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're reviewing Hometown Cha Cha Cha. And how do we usually start review episodes? So we episode? always start our review episodes with The Skinny, which is a. We call it a recap. It's not. It just gives <laughs> you the setup for the show, basically. Like, let's say you're listening to this in 10 years, and you're like, I don't even remember any of the characters. <laughs> That's what the skinny is for. Yeah. This is for you. <laughs> Which if is you... not for any of you listening to this right now. It, it would be for you, though, because you forget plots all the time. I'm plot blind, which is this... why am I doing K-Drama Review Podcast? I don't know. The skinny was specifically created for people like you, Madison. I know. So Kim always starts us off. So Kim, give us the skinny. Okay. So we always start with our main girl and her name is Hyejin. Mm-hmm. And she is a pretty BA dentist. She kind of so just, cool. she like lives her single life bopping around. She's like mid thirties. I think she said she was 34. 34, I think. She's a dentist in Seoul, lives in like a really nice penthouse apartment, yada, yada, yada episode one like 10 minutes in gets fired she quits well oh yeah she quits because her boss is an idiot and a jerk then she gets drunk and (laughs) like insults her boss on the interwebs right which leads to no one in seoul wanting to hire her because her boss is like pretty powerful canceled from seoul so on a whim she's like i'm just gonna go to this seaside village that i once came here with my family 
on vacation when I was a child. She went some there so- to like some social surfing. Yeah, and like it was like her mom's birthday, yeah. so she was like remembering her mom. She was all on her feels. She had nothing else to do because she didn't have a job, so she was like, "I'm just gonna go sit by the beach." She ends up stranded there, and um, who comes to her rescue? But da, 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 da. Hung, Kim won't let me do sound effects. So I make yeah. my own. Please, oh my gosh. Hung Ji Pyeong. That's no, not right. That's, oh my gosh, that's good boy from Starhub. <laughs> I knew it was wrong. What are we doing? I knew it I was mean, wrong. I this knew is, it was this wrong. This is good boy's spinoff show to get his happy ending. Chi-thong. So Yes. How, what does she call him? Hong Banjong. Thank yeah. you. Young Shala. Hong Banjong. Chi Pong. Okay. Yes. Kim Sun Ho, he shows up in a freaking wetsuit surfing. This yeah, you're right. That's the first, first moment we see lay him. Eyes on they him. give the people what they freaking yes. want. So Kim Sun Ho is just there. Like he's there. She loses her shoe in the ocean, and this random man in a wetsuit is like talking to her. She's like, oh, I lost my shoe. And then he's like, Have my slides. He's like, I don't want to talk to you, but I guess you can take my poop slides that they wear in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets his Hua Jong shoes. <laughs> And anyways, suffice suffice to say what happens is she's stranded in this town because like suddenly her cell phone doesn't work. Suddenly her car doesn't work. Suddenly her money doesn't work and nothing works. And who shows up every freaking time? Chief Hong. Hong Bangjong. No, I said it wrong. (laughs) Bangjong. Thank you. Bangjong. Chief Hong shows up every single Mm -hmm. time. And we don't know much about him. No. He's, He's a mysterious man because he works all these rando jobs. Does she need a, a realtor? It's him. Does she need a barista? It's him. Does she need an odd job? He knows where to go. He knows everyone. Mm-hmm. Who is this guy? That is the question. So that's kind of the setup is she decides yes. to stay in town because they don't have a dentist. So she's yes. like, oh, I can't find a job in Seoul. Might as well stay here. There's a supply and demand. Yes. He, like Maddie said, he shows up and is like, I'll be your realtor. I'll also renovate your house and your clinic. Does everything. And so they end up spending a lot of time together, kind of. He helps her out as she adjusts to the town and a yes. slower pace of life. Um, it becomes pretty clear early on that he is definitely way more like attuned to her than like he is to other people. So we know that he's like interested, he's even if it's definitely not... definitely into her. If it's not yes. like... A romantic sense it's just like he's intrigued by her for whatever reason yes and then there's also this like i mean the seaside village is pretty small so there's all these townspeople that we've come to love yes and then our second lead eventually shows up who's an old flame from college for her mm-hmm. and you know she didn't fall in love mm-hmm. but we did so. and they film in the soup yes in the seaside village and it's called the seaside grasshopper <laughs> I don't know why. Jun- Junopa and Juno, DOS. Juno, Junopa comes in the scene with Shout out one of his scene. bandmates. Where are the rest of them? We don't know. Well, they they came into that performance and then they skirted. They did one performance. But um, shout out to he that remembers moment. remembers people's teeth really well. When Jody is like talking to her dad about DOS and her dad's like, I don't want to talk about that DOS band anymore. She's like, it's not DOS, it's dad. D-O-S. It's DOS. It's DOS, and dad. I feel like that's just such a dad thing it to is. say. And it's such a teenage daughter thing to yes. be like appalled that your dad would even think how that. dare he that's honestly like i love my dad but tom might be like like instead of yeah, bts it's What's like dad it's bts like come on bang, bang, sanya, dan, <laughs> rock monster <laughs> okay. um what's so the fan name for dos i don't think they ever said it <laughs> darn it i know 
It's really a big plot hole because they were like, here's Junopa and we're going to make him and Jody become friends and then he's gone for the rest of the show. Um, I have grievances. We'll get into okay. this later. So that's so the skinny. We kind of leave off. skinny. They become friends. And um, then- PD Nim doesn't shoot a shot. Then he kind of does. Then he Madison moves on. No. Okay. Okay. That's what happens. All right. So... Our next, what's the, our next category? Well, our big, ca- our first big category that we always start with is MVP characters. And some shows it takes two minutes, and this show it's going to take yes. quite the half of our life. So we always talk about, you know, the two leads, um, yes. some of the other bigger characters, but we try to start with some non-obvies. Right. And so, Madison, would you like to go first? I usually only have one non-obby. I have three. Okay. Um, Who's your first one? The first being Sum Sum. <laughs> okay. I knew it. <laughs> You and that freaking hedgehog. <laughs> it's not a real one, but it kind of is, and I'll tell you why. Well, it's more of one than the violin. Zoom. The, no, the violin is a... No. And do you like Brahms? The violin was my non-obby, and I stand by that. Yeah, I'm saying this is a better one than that. Well, yes, this is a good... At yes. least it's alive and breathing. Okay, whatever. Are you trying to say music isn't breathing? I, okay. I digress. Just keep going. Okay, so Zoom Zoom, the hedgehog. It's kind of a joke, but the reasoning behind this is it was one of the first times that um, we saw Hyejin, like, really interact. Yeah. And little Ijun and Bora had the little hedgehog. Yeah. It's pretty cute. And it, sh- it was one of, like, the first moments of her, like, um, showing her soft side when she decides to take the hedgehog yeah. in. Because at first she doesn't want to, and then she hears them talking, and they're like, of course she won't because she's yes. mean. And right. she's like, no, I'll do it. And they yes. come visit, and it's really cute. It's cute. I have no other reasons. I just really wanted to mention Tsum Tsum. Okay. So um, that's I my first non-obvi. Going off that, my first non-obvi is not really like one single person. It's a group of people, and it's just labeled the children okay. of the show. Okay, okay. So that includes... My second non-obvi was... Ijun. Okay, well then go ahead and talk about Ijun because he falls into the children <laughs> category. Okay, Ijun is like the most how, perfect child how old to ever is exist. He? Maybe nine? Yeah, they're probably like nine or ten. Going on like 39? Going like, on like 80. Oh my gosh, he is so sweet. Yeah. And I think he's an MVP for me because he like carries his freaking family on his shoulders. Yeah, he does. And this kid is not supposed to be holding this, and that's why I'm a little. I, I'm not mad at his parents, like, you know, divorce happens, but I'm so sad for him. And he has yeah. to wear this on his shoulders. And just the epi- the scene in episode 15, when Don't, he... We got to talk about that later. When he I is know. honest. He cries his little heart out. When he's honest yeah. about it, I just, wow. Yeah. What a, what a star child. He is so sweet mm-hmm. and just forgiving. Yeah. Wow. The way he just embraced his parents after the whole thing. There's like one scene where he's like, hey, dad, maybe you should like take a shower. (laughs) I know. He's like, you smell bad. He's the parent. He's the parent. He is. Yeah, he is. So he's just he's an MVP. Okay, talk about the rest of the littles. Well, Boda is like Ijun's bff she's and so cute we first meet them because he's bleeding because she like hit him yeah. <laughs> and it's really cute they just like bop around together they're in school together um i mean in our minds they get married eventually oh definitely um, in the last episode it's foreshadowed he, like, hands her uh, his heart it's so cute not like actually and she says she wants to live with him forever yeah, so, so like they're gonna get me. married um i don't know she's just like she's really cute but she definitely has some really sweet moments too where like that episode where she's upset about like her mom and the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they're just, they're cute. I'm like, we'll never complain cute. about a cute 
child on a show. Is Judy part um, of that child yes, crew? Okay. Yes. Do you have anything to say about her? Not really. I didn't put her on my list just because there's so many characters in the show. I just thought she was fun. She like kind of with like Boda, like she had some bratty moments where I was like, oh my gosh. But yeah. she like also kept things light. Like she was pretty funny. Yeah. Loved her facial expressions and had some like nice tender moments with her dad. Yeah. And she had, did. A, had a bonding moment with Hijin, which I'll mention later. Yes, me like, too. I have. I've I don't know. That. Just the children. I'm glad the children were there. Oh, me too. That's well, why they're on the list. If anything, they're just like huge comedic relief. Yeah. Well, Judy was comedic and relief And fun to for look me. at because they're adorable. They're so cute. Ijun and Bora, yeah. stop it. Also excellent cry. They're I might so, add. oh my gosh. Yeah. Just like MVPs for the actors. Yeah. Oh my big, gosh. Big winners all around. Huge winners. Okay. Okay. Next. My next non-obvi is Hyung. <gasps> Do you have that That's mine. He has to be on here. And he's like dead and he's still on here. Yeah. Because largely, well, for, for a few reasons. The, first of all. The brother in the family okay. that Chief Hong never There's literally had. so many reasons. Yes. First of all, he, he was like his first brother- and really, like, family member that I think he ever experienced in his adult life yeah. is, is young. And he seemed like he was such, like, an amazing friend to him yeah. when they were alive. And on top of that, the, se- the scene that really made me want to put this on there is him thinking about Hyung and what Hyung... I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> on the beach? Of, yes. Yeah. Um, Dushik thinking about what Hyung would have said to him is what healed him. Yeah. I'm like gonna cry. It was so tender because he needed to all hear these it people are him. saying all these things yeah. to him. Do Hyung's family is saying things to him yeah. that are not true. Like you need to forgive yourself, you know. It's, and, and then Hyung's Hyung like, shows up. You and have goes, nothing to forgive. You don't yourself need for? to forgive yourself. It's not your fault. It was never your fault. No, it and was never your fault. And that's why. Oh wait, like he should have been first non-Avi. He's just maybe even even an Avi. He's yeah. so great because he, it was like I'm so sad that I think what happened is. Dushik just couldn't even touch the whole trauma in in and of itself for years and years and years and years. But it's like, I think if he had really thought about what Hyung would have said, he would have it would have helped heal him yeah. earlier. Because Hyung would never have blamed him for that. Right. For so many reasons. Never. First of all, he wasn't even driving. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's so many reasons, but even like in a just who Hyung is would yeah, never ever. No. Even I think even if Chief Hong was driving. Yeah, 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 still exactly. would have been like it's exactly. not your fault exactly and I, it's trauma so like there's not yeah. a lot of reasoning to it but i love that that seemed to really be the thing that healed him yeah is like clearing away everyone else's yeah. voices and the and fact is. that there's like that scene kind i don't i forget where in the show but like he's chief hong's opening up to hyajin and is like you're you're the second person i've ever told about this and she's like who's the first oh and it was him and it was i he, didn't think he, about that until now like she th- she assumes it's another girl like yeah. an ex-girlfriend and she's like all upset that she's the second girl i thought it might have been told. um how many no and then it, it ends up being because it's something about his grandfather and then yeah. it ends up being it was young. well he thought he blamed himself for his grandfather's right. death and too. so i feel like there's a lot of parallels between like Chief Hong finding c- comfort in Hyung while Hyung was alive, and then yeah. finding that same comfort and ability to heal with Hyun. So it's true. Hyung walked. So, okay, never mind. So Hyun could run. Did he though? Well, he died actually. <laughs> oh my god. I know it's really sad. <laughs> it's sad. Justice for Hyung, honestly. That yeah. truck driver will make an appearance on my weenie list. <laughs> oh my god. Like, why can't anyone break in these shows? I'm so pissed. Okay. Kim, getting hit by bus is literally a trope in K-dramas. <laughs> but it still makes me mad. All right. I'm out of my non-obby category. Okay. I was I was claiming that there's four very obvious MVP characters in the show. Kim says she had five. I have five. 
Um, I'm sure we line up on four of them. Let's go. So the two leads have to be last. So, so the two leads are two of them. And then PD Nim. Obviously PD Nim. So who's your fourth? Grandma. Okay. Who's your fifth? Misan. Okay. Yeah. I support that. Okay. Let's talk about okay, grandma. Obviously PD Nim and grandma. I'm glad we're on the same page yeah, yeah. about that. Grandma's an obvious MVP. Oh, for oh sure. Oh my gosh. Like, first of all, she's like the freaking backbone of this whole first show. First of all. For, you I, prove I, me I wrong. <laughs> what i said grandma's the backbone of this entire show she is like everything good revolves around her yes she literally raised chief hong yes she saved him from suicide yes she cared for him just by being herself by the way oh yeah literally just she had no she it's not like she went and like grabbed him from the bridge no she was just being herself and i don't think she even knows that she saved him Uh, like she might he acted like she knew but anyways um she like care has cared for him all these years like oh, yeah. she's i mean i'm assuming she's a big part of like there's several scenes where the community kind of rallies around chief hong like on his birthday and on yeah. grandfather's memorial service like she just filled all his empty spots in she, his heart with love let's talk about not yet maybe but the letter she wrote him yeah. and she left the corn at his I door Duh, it's just also, who she is oh like, my gosh I feel like she's the backbone of the community because everyone loves her. Yes. Like you see how beloved she is when she dies and the whole community comes together to mourn her. Like her two best friends yes. love her. Like everyone and is yes. just so distraught when she passes away. Like yes. the store owners are just all sitting there like crying silently. Like, yes, I think she's just that person that everyone like she's the common thread for everyone. Yes, but you know something that also struck me though is at her funeral they were also celebrating mm-hmm. because that's what she would want. And she was ready. She yeah, and like that's her, what she would want. Yeah, her monologue was like, "I've lived a beautiful life. I've seen her all monologue. These I freaking can't." She said, "It's a I picnic know. every day." I know. I was like, <laughs> and she was like listing all the like things that brought her joy, and she was just like the ocean and eating squid and like <laughs> it's like all these simple simple things, and oh it's like gosh. what a view to have on life. I she was so inspiring yeah. for me. Like and we we all we love a good grandma, but she, she might she top, might be the best. One of the best grandmas up there with them. Um, I mean, Kim Sun Ho's had a lot of good grandmas. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real about this. Yeah, startup grandma would like a word. She but would. I want to throw them together. Like yeah. I want to eat dinner with both of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, grandma was such a backbone. Not to mention. She was a fun grandma to watch. Like, she wasn't a boring character. No. Sometimes grandmas can be boring. Yeah. Um, she was very frail. <laughs> she was pretty, like, spunky. Like, she, like, put yeah. up a fight about her teeth. She put up a fight about... Oh, um, uh, like, Petey Nim using her house. Yeah. But she, like, deep down just had a heart of gold. Yes. So, we love grandma. Love grandma. She... Like, we we knew they were setting us up for Kim her to die. Kim called it. She said she's going to die. I said, really? <laughs> well, soon... Like... I know. It was all, like, so there. It like, was tasteful, though. Yes. And it was... It was it was an interesting thing because and we we talked about she was this. ready to go so we it's don't, so different we don't like plot points that don't serve any purpose and yes. her death served a greater it purpose did. in bringing the whole community together it was the first time chief hong was really able to grieve healthily mm-hmm. with hyejin by his side mm-hmm. like no it was uh, there good. were a lot of things that it were was brought tasteful. together it was tasteful and Part it was also just so beautiful like that scene yeah I think I turned to you on the couch and was like, honestly, the music in this show is really beautiful. And oh, yeah. they were like showing her memorial walk as they were walking through the town with her like casket. Yeah. And it was just like this stringed orchestra music. And yeah. The way it was shot, like it almost didn't even feel like a K-drama. It felt like a, something I might see in like Downton Abbey. Yeah, no. I was like, true. this is just so beautiful. It was. It was. Not to mention the men looked. Okay. Yeah. Like 
amazing peating in suit <laughs> in their funeral we'll make, garb we will talk about it later <laughs> an appearance on this podcast later um uh okay yeah so okay so my mom my before we get into the big three yes i'd like to touch on me please I do i would she, love that i mean she literally drops her life and soul to literally move to gongjin yeah to be a best friend and assistant for hyojin who's starting True. this new business so they're like roomies they're she's working at the clinic hyojin with her. needs her yeah, he big did, time. like big time. Like Misan is her rock. She for needed a, a friend. Good long while. Yeah, also, and even when she's with Chief Hong, she's still a rock. Like yeah. she needs her girlfriend. And when like they're going through all the ups and downs of like Chief Hong healing and going through his trauma, like mm-hmm. Misan's right there to give her a hug mm-hmm. or to like you know we'll get through this and like. I mean, I just feel like Misan is the friend that every girl needs. Yes, who will literally do whatever it is, whether it's pretending she's a stomach illness so you can go eat just the two of you yeah. <laughs> or it's Best swing woman like just opening her arms and having you cry on the couch because you don't yes. know what's happening with your boyfriend or giving you a little crap when you're annoying yes. with your boyfriend Which is like, you're so sickening you're she's like, like a cockroach i'm not happy about this no. she's like can we please stop? this is a this is a bummer she's like why do i even why do i even come home um, yes. so i just i just felt like she um she needs to be mentioned. And also, yes. even, like, in her relationship with the police officer, uh-huh. I really admired how she, like, wasn't afraid to go after it. Yeah. And even when he kind of rejected her, she, like, kind of... She just responded with such dignity. And she was like, you know what? You're right. I kind of go too fast. And yeah. I'll stop because I want us to be friends and I don't want you to be uncomfortable. And But she's still so patient because yes. he <laughs> took a he- lot. <laughs> He needed patience. So she was just a sweet. I don't know if I would have been that patient. Not gonna lie to you. We all deserve someone like me. So. Yeah, and she just she really balanced Hyejin out a lot. Yeah. she's just a really good friend to her. Yeah, yes, she's awesome. Okay, so big three. Honestly, freaking Petey Nim. I kind of want to leave Petey Nim last. Can we? Can we? <laughs> thank you. I was. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about oh. Hyejin and Chief Hong. Which one okay. do we want to talk about first? Um. Wow. I don't know. Let's just do Hyejin. Okay. Um. Okay, she, I will say she did, a, I think she had a lot of character growth in this show. Okay, I agree. She started off. There were people on the internet who were like, she's so one-dimensional. She doesn't no. change at all. And I feel like her character arc was so, I, I loved I, it. I was listening to her Yara Nata day of the show and I was like, she's a little pretentious. I didn't like her that much at first. She was a struggle for me, but by the end, it's just so opposite of that. And I think what's beautiful is, she, I think her heart of gold was always there. I, I just so don't think she yeah. was in the environment or had the people around yes. her who were able to peel back the layers yes. to where she could show that. Well, I think she was in a bit of a cutthroat soul world. Well, and she and grew she just, up. She grew yeah. up pretty lonely, like Chi like Chi yeah. Hong did. So she just, I think, got so used to kind of stuffing her real emotions, and yeah. it was easier to just put on a smile and go shopping and act I think kind so. of materialistic than to talk about like how you really feel. Yes. And but like the I'm going to birth your baby kind of chick. Mm-hmm. That's who she's always been. Like just yeah. being there for people. She's a B.A. So cool. Yeah. Beats um, people up like that roundhouse kick. Oh, yeah, baby. Who does she beat up? The, the perv in the dentist office. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, she she's not to just not to mention she's just inspirational in like her career womanness. Well, yeah, she, she's like, so cool. From moment one, like even though we might not like how she presents herself there's a lot of respect for her and because it literally yes, never there's respect one, from the beginning yes she starts 
over from scratch in a brand new place with people who don't like her yep. or respect her yet. Yep. And instead of crying and leaving, she kind of digs her heels in and yeah. one by one starts winning them over yes. with little conversations. And I don't think she's like, you know, there's some characters who might be like saying whatever they need to say to win people over. But I think the way she goes about it is completely authentic. Right. And even like with, um, I forget his real name, but Oyun or whatever yes, the singer. The singer. Um, they have this moment where, cause she, you know, they get, she insults him. She insults him everyone. about his music and yes. everyone hears it and he's mad at her and, you know, for good reason. Cause what he, what she said was not nice. Yeah. And she sees him the next day and apologizes and then hands him the CD she, he had <laughs> given her and was like, I listened to it. Your song, not great, but I really liked this other song. Right. <laughs> and so I feel like, you know, even though people might be like, well, that's mean. It's like. That's so her, no, though. No, like, that scene was really tender. She's not going to lie, and she's not yeah. going to be like, yeah, I loved it. But she showed that she cared enough to listen to it and yeah. put thought into it. And, like, I feel like people prefer honesty and yeah. authenticity over, like, just lie to me and tell me you like my song. Right. And Which so, is just her character through and through. I mean, when her and Chief Hong go through a rough patch, she's like, we need space. Mm-hmm. I We need space. I need to not be around you right now. Like... Just even the way that she was like, I can't be everything to you. You're like, there's things you need to figure out, mm-hmm. and that's not my job. Mm-hmm. I can't help you, and things like that. Um, she's just cool. Yeah, she's mature. She's dope. Yeah, I and lo- we love characters who are like in their 30s and are not yeah. like. I mean, there's a time and a place for derpy high school shows. I love, love it. them. Love it. But it's fun watching yes. people who are kind of already established in a sense continue to grow versus and then like, the relationship being like a real relationship it's like so mature yeah yes instead of like it's not like yeah the high school shows where it's like i'm gonna break up with you oh my we're back together yeah i mean i'm here for that i love it but in this where it's i, mean, I it's love nice it when, both, yeah. when she kind of like broke up with them but she said we're not breaking up but we're also not gonna see each other yeah <laughs> like i'm here with you but i'm not with you yeah because we can't right now and mm-hmm. things like that um but even just by the end how she was just, she was the fact that well, the way she tried to figure out how to be here for him through his traumas and how she didn't assume she could help him with them. Like, she would show up and offer to cook or things like that, but she also just waited for him to talk to her. She's very patient. Um, and just, I mean, I think the scene at the end where they he cries with her about grandma and they read the note together was just, like, a beautiful full circle. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so she's a very emotionally mature character. Yeah. She really is. Heart of gold. Yeah, she's great. Okay. Chief Hong? Chief Hong. So. He's so such an interesting character. Yeah. He I really mean, is. I. He's the victim in this show. Like, a lot of his character is, he's the one that goes through so much. Right. But we, so the show really, I mean, we were skeptical about how they were going to do this, but I yeah. think having watched the whole show i i will say i personally think they did a great job i think they did too they really jammed it into episode 15 but yeah it's okay (laughs) so when we start the show off all we kind of know about him is that he's like this quirky guy who does all these part-time jobs he kind of carries himself in this like light and not gonna lie he seems almost a little fake at the beginning right and you're like where's your substance well that's purposeful because it is purposeful because now we know where it was it's a shield for how he really feels and so but we as an audience they the writers were very intentional about what they were going to reveal. So like a few episodes in, we see like one little flashback where he has a nightmare. 
Yeah. So we're like, okay, there's a little something there. Yes. Then we see another little flashback where he's like looking longingly in sorrow at this suit. We're like, right. okay, there's something okay. there. Okay. <laughs> we know he's getting help and taking some medicine. Yeah. Um, and then I think like in the middle episodes, like I personally got kind of frustrated with him because mostly because I kind of felt for Hyejin because she's frustrated with him yes. because she's like, I feel like I'm opening up so much to you and you're not opening up to me slash this is before they're dating. So he like is like awkwardly drawing, drawing these boundaries yes. with her because he likes her, but he doesn't feel like he deserves it. Yes. So he's very confusing with he her is because very confusing. he like seeks her out and then he's like, but yo, we're just friends. And she's like. No, but I thought you liked me, which any girl who he did what he did for her would yes. think that he liked her. So it's fair for her so, to be like, you, dude, what's going right. on? Right. And we as an audience have seen his flashbacks and stuff, but Hyejin knows none of that. So she's yes. just like, what's going on, homie? Right. And then they really start, like, you know, episode 13 or so, they really start revealing all of his backstory. And it's, I mean, even before that, I forget what episode they, like, f- he finally opens up about grandpa and him thinking yeah, that's his fault. Yeah, it was, like, middle of the show, so th- there was then, something there. And then, you know, we see all this other stuff, which we'll get into more, but, like, yeah, he really is a victim of all of these. He is. That's his character, his too. His circumstances, like, he has yes. had the most unlucky life yes. where everyone around him dies and he's been told that it's his fault. Yes. And I think some people just lean more towards guilt than others. Uh Like some people just naturally are going to internalize that and be like, I should have done this. I should have done that. Right. So I feel like he kind of leans that way. And then for people on the outside to tell him that they reinforce it, it reinforces a belief that he kind of probably already would have had like survivor's guilt had not. She said that, but then it's like, Oh, I'm supposed to feel this way. Right. And I don't deserve happiness. And well, it's like a flashbulb memory. Do you learn about those in psychology mm-hmm. where it's like one thing will happen and it just permeates everything. Mm-hmm. I think like that moment where Hyung's wife just walked up to him in the funeral reason. room and said, this is your fault. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it took away reason in his brain. Like it has traumatized him and it's like, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. I don't think he could see past it. And I also don't think he talked about it with, well, I think he talked about it with his counselor, but I think that's pretty much it yeah. for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Maybe grandma. I don't know. We're not sure. But, um, so yeah, I mean, that that's it's kind of hard because that's kind of his role in the show is he's the really hurt person yeah um but that being said he has such a capacity for love and he just had things he had to work through and i think he courageously works through them once he has the people there to do it with him yeah he just needed a good support a good support yeah in hyajin and i feel like she was kind of like the catalyst for it i mean Obviously, in a sense that, like, her relationship with him is different than, like, grandma. Yeah. Like, he wants to open up to her because he wants to build a future yes. with her. But also, I feel like the townspeople, they kind of knew that something was up with him, but they kind of just let him be in peace, and no one really yeah. pushed him to work through it, which that's not necessarily their role. But I yeah. think Hyojin, just her personality, is a little more willing to be like, no, something's wrong, and you need to work through that well it was just the nature of them becoming so i mean i've never been married but people talk about this in marriage where it's like i didn't realize i had things but i got things i mean i think he realized that he he knew he had we all have things but i think they got so close that suddenly it was like i know you're not telling me things because we're so close but she could have just been like you know what you have things but you know whatever like she was she was she's like 
and she did a good job of towing the line of like pushing a little but then being like i'll wait for you like figure it out on your own but i want you to work towards that like she's not willing to just let him sit in it she's like yeah however long it takes for you to get there i'll wait for you and i'll be here for you but you will tell me but you (laughs) have to you have to get there yeah what however long that is you have to get there and so she's like i feel like grandma was kind of like and you know like we've said it's different but grandma was like he's sad but like you kind of just you know almost like there's nothing we can do about it and Hijin's like no i think there is i think i think i think if you tell me it'll make a big difference yeah or so and so and i I do think i i think it takes a special person in everyone's life to bring that out in them so it's like i think the villagers did the best they could and i don't know yeah it's 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 hard but she was the perfect person yeah to help him through that because it's like yeah like yeah, basically it was just like a mix of like her personality and also who she became to him. Right. So. So anyways, I, th- I think in a way like I can't think of all these many w- moments where Dushik was like seemed all this heroic, but he's but he also is like in in the strength that he has in his own life and the growth that he has well, and dealing with the cards he was given that were not none of none of them are his and fault i think it's really i mean there's some like we could psychoanalyze why right. he does this but right. i mean he becomes this person who literally his whole life becomes just giving to other people it's like i'm right. gonna do all of these things for other people and i'm only gonna ask you to pay me minimum wage and i will literally do whatever you need me to do mm-hmm. i will you know deliver like milk dog I will, sit or whatever yeah, like yeah. i will carry harmony on my back so she can yes go do her laundry whatever and i think part of that knowing his backstory might be like him working out his guilt of like i've caused so much pain so now i'm gonna just exist mm. in this place where all i do is serve other people mm. but i think at the same time he is genuinely a servant yeah like, he serves hyajin really well he really cares for the children like not gonna lie and say that it's not like that's completely who he is and it has nothing to do with his guilt but i think yeah that's a big like some people might have just i don't know run away and not dealt like right just like made more money or whatever like and he kind of went the complete opposite and like right. sold everything and just lived this life of life of service and i think because he has such a good heart right yeah because at, at its core that's who he is anyways. yeah that's true i bet yeah, if he lived, a, if he had a very different backstory, he would probably still be like that. Well, then, that, I mean, it says it all that even when he is healed, that's still all he wants. Yeah, it's like a simple life in Gongjin with Hyejin by his side. It's true. So it's true. So he's so sweet. He is so sweet. What a freaking also man. his character is like kind of parallel to Good Boy's character. Oh, yeah, that's why I like. <laughs> it's the only place I'm these literally <laughs> thriving with all these jokes that are like Good Boy, you know, got burnt out in Seoul and soul. No, to it Gong makes Jin. literally so it's, much sense. Yeah, it makes so much. And sense. You know what? Good Boy was an orphan too. So <laughs> no, I know, right? It makes so much sense. It, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay. So the only reason that like because <laughs> Chief Hong honestly raised my standard for for men Chief a Hong's lot. Amazing. But Petey freaking out. Oh my gosh. Like shown him and it's not he even is, close. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting because right when Petey Nim is introduced, I wasn't like all that blown away. 
but it was probably honestly like, I hated his character for a good long while. I was so you were, annoyed. You were annoyed like when I was he was like, trying, he trying when he was way trying to hard. get Grandma's house when he well, was in with the Jin, flashbacks like, with Hia Jin. You were bothered. I like wasn't all that bothered, but I was a little bothered. Where I was like, you're trying to get Grandma's house. What's your ulterior motive? I mean, he clearly wants it for the show, but it was interesting. It was he from just like to it me, was from like episode like eleven or twelve to the end where suddenly I was like Petey freaking Nim. Yeah. So I think like I mean, and initially. I didn't think he was that attractive. Me either. Which I I'm also like, what? just thought he was like kind of following grandma and he had Jin around like a little puppy. Yes. And it was like, pet me, pet me, pet yes. me. And it was like, can you just sit down and realize that no one they here don't want to pay you here? Like <laughs> he is happy like here on, for like, a job and that's it. He like has a relationship, does not need you like bopping around every night. Right. Like I was just like, take a hint. Right. But he, the way he handles like, his heart breaks. His yes. I think that's me. That's what sold it for me too. He is just such a man. He's such a man. Like, he's I so that's, mature. That's what sold. I mean, you were bothered by the flashbacks of him, like in college. You thought he was a little annoying, like following her around. But I, I didn't. I was like, well, I think I he's think, sweet. He Jin clearly was lonely in college, and he was clearly a good friend to her. I think part of that is because I'm very independent. So if a boy oh, showed up and yeah. was like. You need to eat, and then took my sausage out of my hand and <laughs> shoved a sandwich. At, like I would be like, "Who do you think you are telling me what I need to eat?" I think I'd, I'd be, like, be so Thank pissed. You. <laughs> and just on like, and part of it would just probably be on principle. I'd be like, fair "No, enough. I'm not eating your okay, sandwich." Fair enough. Um, yeah, but, but what really sold it, like I said, was once. I think he gave a very honest confession. Okay, can cool. we talk about his confession for a minute? That's, that, yeah. Okay, he literally he knew she was gonna say no well yeah so it helps that he knows what's gonna happen but there are some confessions where the guy knows their beat but they still are like trying their hardest and literally it was so clear that everything he was saying was for him he was like i need peace of mind yeah i don't want to have any regret that i didn't say my piece and he even tells her he's like i don't want to be a like don't let this burden you like yeah do not this has he knew he had zero chance and he and then also like his little his little bit where he's like like he's and like cut, cut. <laughs> so cute. I was like he's just oh, so sweet baby. He's just boy. so awkward. <laughs> he's so and awkward. so cute. And it was after that scene for me that he began to shine. Well yeah, because he so easily could have ruined his relationship with Chief Hong and Chief Hong to him. They to collectively could have definitely not had but a friendship. But Chief Hong Both. Chief Hong gets petty and Petey Nim he is just like I know Chi Fong does get kind of petty. He kind of just rolls his eyes and is like, "All right, settle down, kid." And like honestly, the mo- the like, scenes where Chi Fong literally walks up, to- not Chi Fong, Petey Nim at times would walk up to Chi Fong and be like, "Do not lose this woman." I'm like, first of all, you don't have to be here, but you're clearly here because you care about Chi Fong because you're his friend and you care about Hee Jin because you care about her. And you're so mature and you're like, I'm not going to run away from the situation. Well, they have that conversation. Because of my broken heart. And he, he takes his time. He takes his time. But he like values those relationships. Well, they have that conversation right after he gets rejected. And he he and Chief Hong have this talk. Mm. And he's like, yeah, so Hyojin rejected me. Yeah. And she told me she has this boy she likes. And yeah. he's like, I'm assuming that's you. <laughs> and <laughs> it's they you. kind of have this, t- you know, it's like, don't ruin it with her. Treat her well. Uh-huh. And then he has this line where he's like, you know, I like her, but I also like you a lot, too. I, like, and how is he so cool? It's like, like you said, like, he maintains the relationships. Like, because some people might have been like, you know, I'll be cool with Chief Hong because, you know, my friend Hyejin is dating him. And it's more just like my good friend's boyfriend. Yes. But it's like. 
I I mean, honestly, by the end, I'm like, I think he's like looking out for Chief Hong more than Yujin. No, like, honest, I really he, think that's what happened. I and think it gets that to the point where he like is driving to Gongjin and he's to like, just hang out with Chief Hong. I have some issues in my own relationship yes. that I need advice on, and he's like going to his older brother pal to yeah. ask for help. I love it. I I, I think like the bromance was so real. Yeah, and I do think a lot of it had to do because of PD Nims. Yeah maturity well that's what i'm saying i think if and friendship i think him. if pd nim weren't as mature as he was because th- i mean there are so many scenes where chief hong's like you know that that scene where hyojin's like make sure pd nim's eating and then yeah. the director tries to give pd nim like a drumstick and chief hong steals both of them yes and pd nim's like are you being petty yes like he kind of just rolls his eyes and yes. is like you're being an idiot yes but like an any a lesser man would have been like no give me back my yes. drumstick like you took my girl can yes. i at least have the drumstick right. and pd nim's like no take it all like right. you're having your moment and we'll you know ignore this and yes. just be friends and like that's just a testament to his character he's so mature not to mention I've, i haven't really thought about this one but like he's famous his character is famous yeah. and he's very humble so humble. like let's mention how like the first scene which he meets like, him he thinks he's a youtuber <laughs> <laughs> and like pd nim doesn't argue like yeah. chief hong is like um introducing him to the whole town he's like he's a youtuber yeah and pdm's like okay yeah <laughs> sure yeah. casually like having lunch with k-pop idols on the side yeah he just seems completely unfazed yeah. and even like it just you can tell he just loves his job yeah he just loves making reality shows like that's what he loves doing and he's not like the first time we see him he's like in a magazine like he's a famous dude yeah yeah and yet he clearly just wants to make the seaside grasshopper because he really <laughs> enjoys making shows and he's great. Yeah. Just one wow. last scene that I want to talk about with him that it doesn't have to do any. Well, I, I guess it does. But um, he's driving with that assistant. Yeah. Of his who, who like, punches Chief Hong. That yeah, guy. yeah. So they have like Chief Hong. Um, this assistant of his has um, like some grievances with Chief Hong. And we learn that like his dad was all intertwined with Chief yeah. Hong's old life and ended up um, paralyzed because he committed suicide and all this stuff. On like a very and not related to Chief Hong way, but could be connected kind of thing. Well, it is kind of connected. And it Chief is, Hong, but yes. Chief Hong internalizes it. Yes. And this assistant director like blames him. And so they yeah. he punches him and says some mean things. And they're driving back to Gongjin to get some like B-roll for their show. And PD Nim tells him, he's like, I think you need to go clear things up with Chief Hong. He's like, I know you're upset, but imagine what a hard time he's having too. He's like, yeah. he's been lonely. He was also on the way to see your father. Oh when yeah. Not in that car accident. Yeah. And he has had no, like he's just been in this town by like, like just such maturity to be like, to also recognize that, you know, the assistant needed to kind mm. of get his closure with Chief Hong and was mm. like encouraging him to go do that. But was also at the same time, like, validating how the assistant feels mm. but at the same time being like there's another side to this story and chief hong is hurting just as much as you are yeah what a good friend Suffice but also say, what a man i think pd nim is someone who could have thrown a tremendous pity party for himself and he didn't yeah he just didn't it also helps that um the He's perfect hot? the perfect oh. woman was waiting for well, him all along <laughs> We are very happy I'm so invested that he in that. didn't get the good boy treatment and he did get his woman. Yes. And we are going to talk like about it later. Chef's kiss done so well. Chef's freaking kiss. We want a sideshow. Can uh, we honestly, have a sequel series of just PD Nim 
this was one of the few shows where I was like, there was not enough of them. Like oh, towards the end, I was like, this where is, are they? This, this usually in shows, I like, I like what's the word? I I I. Well, I just, you ride the main ship, and that's it. I, I oh, first of all, I only, only. Ride, I never have secondary lead syndrome ever. No. I this also, is your first. This might be your first. It might be my first. Also, I like tolerate the secondary love story i'm like it's yeah. fine it's there this show either pd nims on screen even the police officer and misan yeah. i loved all of it at times more than the main show yeah. i was loving them especially pd nim misan and the police officer i feel like they got the perfect amount of screen time yes. but i could have nim could have used buckets more time so much them. more so much more and which yeah. is one of my grievances is like, why did they spend the time on, like, the divorce couple when they could have been spending it on Petey him? Yeah. I would have written it differently. But you know what? We just need him to be a lead. Mm-hmm. We love him. He's going to get his lead, I think, soon. He has to. Yeah. It's going to be a good boy ripple effect. He's mm-hmm. going to have a secondary lead in his show who's going to get his own lead. It's going to be <laughs> okay. great. All right. Well, we are... This is normally where we go into our tender moments category Mm -hmm. but this show is just throwing everything for a loop and we're like we don't even know where to put these yeah so the format for this show is going to be a little different if you're a long time you're soul me yeah um of the pod you're going to be a little taken aback but we kind of just shoved everything into the tender category per se but it's not really tender. it's like a feels it's a feels category anything that gave us a feel of a feel will be in this category in most shows it's like the main guy touched the face of the main girl and cute. This show, I'm like, I'm all over the map. Every character yeah. has their own cute moments, in my opinion. The villagers got to me. It's great. And I feel like so many moments are, like, simultaneously, like, tender while swoony. So many. While, like, kind of spicy because anytime Chief Hong right. is, like, looking at her, it's spicy. Yes. Because he just looks like he's a man in love. Right. And it's spicy. He's got the bogummy cry eyes. Yeah. What are we going to do about it? Well... <laughs> They're Kim Son Ho cry. That's true. He's his own person. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay, so I think we decided we were going to start with our main ship. Okay. Yeah, was that mm-hmm. our decision? Or are we starting with villagers? Let's start with the main ship, I think. Okay, do you want to start us off? Sure. So the first moment I put on this list is when she is there in the clinic and okay. that perv is like yes. hitting on me, Son. And Chief Hong comes yes. out of nowhere and just freaking cups her face. In a wetsuit. And suit. is like, are you okay? And yes. let me just preface this by saying, this is like way before we're anywhere close to them acting like they have feelings for oh, each yeah. other. Oh yeah, this is like episode four maybe? Like he, they're still very grumpy with each other. Yes. Like not on great terms, bickering uh-huh. a lot. But yep. like in the heat of the moment when he thought she was being hurt, his first instinct was to cup her face. And like... Run across the whole yeah. town. On his day off. <laughs> like. In a wetsuit. <laughs> in a wetsuit. It was just a, it was a piece of. The whole of, thing. The whole thing. It was classic because like he's acting like he don't care. But we're like, you freaking care. Well, it's like, like the townspeople are like, he never does anything on his day off. Meanwhile. It's like that moment in Crash Landing with when Hyun Bin is um driving beside her in the on the motorcycle and he like oh, crashes yeah. it and so you're like <laughs> you may not know you're in love but you're but in love you are. because your instinct was to like throw your body in yeah. front of this girl <laughs> yes. so that's where we're at with chief right um that's exactly where we're at with chief Hong. and my second moment kind of r- is right after that right so she brings him wine to say like thanks yes. for helping because he like <laughs> after that he 
like catches the pervert and like yes. get, you know turns him into the police station and all this stuff. Uh-huh. So she takes him wine to like celebrate, you know, whatever and say thank you. And they end up drinking the whole bottle and then drinking some more. So they're both a little tipsy. He has at like this a point. homemade wine on the yeah. sh- on the shelf. And they're like sitting in his living room and she's like feeling very open. She's like, ask me anything. Yes. And he says, Why did you move to Gongjin? And this is like the very first moment we have where she kind of becomes a little vulnerable and opens up a little to him. Mm-hmm. And she gives this whole monologue about how it was her mom's birthday. And mm-hmm. isn't it funny how once someone dies, you don't even remember the birthday anymore. You remember the day she died. Yeah. And it feels like no one remembers her and my memory of her is slipping away. Cause I was so young and mm. yada, yada, yada. And she's like tearing up and he's kind of tearing up as he's watching mm. her. And all of a sudden I think she gets a little embarrassed that she mm-hmm. like spoke so much she's drunk too so she's yes. like you know saying way more yes. than she might and she starts like touching her face and she's like oh my gosh it's so <laughs> is hot, it hot here. in here is it hot and he like he is goes, he, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> well his hands are like cupping the little ice pail and then um, he like brings oh, yeah. them up to her face and it's just like wow back-to-back face cupping <laughs> i think he goes it's not hot <laughs> or something i don't know if he says so that was I, think just he like, does. I think that was a tender moment because it's one of the first yeah. moments together where they share something yeah and it's her sharing but so far she hasn't been that vulnerable around him and right. so for her to open up and share that was really sweet and it's classic because from the moment she shows up in town it's so obvious they're supposed to be together it's oh, also yeah. obvious he's into her it's also obvious she's into him i mean it was i think it's episode four that she already in her own head and we hear her thinking where is he why didn't i run into him on the well way yeah to there's like today? there's that Maybe montage I should order coffee where they're like she like heads out to work at a certain time so she can like yes. wave at him in and the he wasn't of town. there and yeah. or one day and she's where did he go yeah so it's so obvious and i think the scene you just described was episode four and it was one of those things where of course they're sitting drinking wine together like of course they're drawn to each other but they're mm-hmm. not admitting it and then like she kisses him apparently and then he denies it for a good long while they start to play a game but it's so cute because yeah. they're just so natural together my scene that i was gonna bring up was pretty soon after that they start to like hang out and almost go on dates they're eating dinner together there's a scene where they go to a restaurant and he's doing math equations on the table and they're just chatting about their lives but they're not on a date i don't even remember why they're out do you remember they were they and they ended up splashing in the water well, yeah, that was so the frolic on the beach is my next. Yeah, me too. too but yeah, I think it had something to do with like, well, they were in like a random they like went somewhere else because the the people were spying on them. Oh, maybe. And we're like, that's true. Suddenly yeah, there's all this gossip because yeah. she spent the night at his house right. because they fell asleep drunk. So other people are trying to figure out, does she like him? And then around this time, PD Nim shows up. And so they're like, yes. who does she like? So I think they're trying to avoid that, but also they can't avoid each other because they like hanging out. Yeah. So they're like sneaking off to like other parts to go on like these little dates that like aren't dates. But But it was just so classic because she she says it several times in the show that she's a very plan my life structured. Why would you get wet when you have an umbrella kind of Mm -hmm. girl and girl after my own heart. (laughs) And do a little like me, I guess, where it's like. It's funner to run around in the rain. Why the crap? Why do you even own an umbrella? I always forget my umbrella. Um, and so she, he encourages her and it's going to, it's raining, but he's like, let's just play in the rain. And it's so cute. Yeah. They're just laughing. I love them because they just laugh together all mm-hmm. the time, especially when they're dating. It's so cute. It's such a good break from K-drama when they're couples laughing, that just stare at each other. I'm like, are you having fun? When they're laughing, all the dimples appear. So many dimples. It's so cute. So they start splashing around and 
having pretty spicy moments by the end there where it's like y'all are dancing on the line friends do not do this yeah <laughs> what yeah. are you doing they're like holding hands like what you doing like splashing each other <laughs> yeah. and i think right at the end of that scene is she she kind of was like she knows she kissed him but he's not telling her. Well, that's that's when um he goes to like feel her forehead and yes. that's when it comes back to her that she kissed him. And then she was like, are you sure nothing happened the other night? And he says, no, nothing happened. Yeah. And she's upset because she's like, I know nothing. I know something happened. Yeah. But uh, I think that's one of the first times that they truly just have fun together. Mm-hmm. But they're not dating. Yep. Nope. Not <laughs> but yet. But they kind of are. <laughs> All right. Do you have another one? Yeah. So the next few kind of all run together. And I okay. think the middle portion of it you'll be very passionate about so i'll let you take that one. awesome Can't so wait. this is all kind of within the same episode i think and it starts with judy who's like the teenager she's having yes. this big fight fight with her dad oh yeah he's a single dad she, he has a teenage daughter who's like way more interested in fangirling than doing homework <laughs> like which a girl's girl <laughs> yeah um and she wants braces and he like mm-hmm. doesn't want to give I don't know if he doesn't have the money or doesn't want her to right. or both whatever so she runs away and ends up staying at Hyejin's house for the night right and they kind of have this bonding moment where because before Judy Judy doesn't like Hyejin like I forget right. why. we don't really know why but she um, doesn't and but they have this like conversation about growing up without moms because mm-hmm. both their moms died but Jody, well, Hyejin like shares like how mad she was when she found out her dad was dating again. Mm-hmm. And Jody's like, oh my gosh, I would be so happy if my dad was dating again because I don't want him to be lonely. Mm-hmm. Like he deserves to be happy again. And she's like, wow, you're so mature, like way more mature than I was at that age. Yes. And they just like, sh- she like gives her some milk when she can't fall asleep. And by the end of it, like Jody's calling her unnie and it's really yes. sweet. Which then it cuts to this huge like 45 minute montage of the Seaside Village Festival. <laughs> Which is one yes. of the greatest episodes in this whole show. Oh, the talent show. Yeah. The talent show is fantastic. So would you, would you like to talk about I love the talent, the talent show, show Madison. so much. Well, the talent show is fantastic for so many reasons. We have our main ship in a fantastic light. Um, so well, yeah, th- what do they do? They like, well, <laughs> they become Jody's background dancers, yeah. which is amazing. Cause Jody decides she wants to win the prize money. So, so she can pay for braces. She wants to pay for braces. She decides I'm pretty sure to do a DOS cover song. Oh yeah. Of course. But she sprains, she like sprains her ankle and she can't do and it. So she can't dance. She can't do and the She's choreo. about to like walk off and yeah. Hijin's like, get over here. We're and, doing it. And it, it's great because you know, Chifong and Hijin super undefined relationship they're i think they're they're dancing that weird dance but of well, i course, think they're mad at each other i think they might be but of course they're gonna do the dance with her together yeah. because they're destined for each other and right. so and they she, put it aside to help judy because they, they, so they both they, love her they literally impromptu do some k-pop choreo that they're not doing it correctly and i'm pretty sure they're just making up dance moves yeah and it's really cute it is really cute and i will unpack more of that talent show later i'm pretty sure i love that scene all we'll of it unpack it now well there were so many <laughs> elements that were just so cute it was just one of the favorite parts of the show for me it has nothing to do with our main ship but i can side tangent on just how purely entertaining that whole 25 minute segment was i loved it i impacted our little review clip on instagram live but do you not want to sidebar it here i, I can sidebar it i was gonna do it in my lols because it was just really cute oh but um but it gave you all the feels it did give me all the... Well, I thought we were talking about our main ship. Yeah, but we can sidebar. Okay. I just loved that scene. I thought that it was a p- beautiful... Um, it was like a 
we're going to forget about the plot of the show for a minute just to really give the people what they want, what they would find in a seaside village. Like, this is one of those cute little villages where they do talent shows. Yeah. Why the heck not? It's everyone's, like Stars Hollow. Every, everyone's, it is. Everyone's involved. Um, it was like Stars Hollow. It was so cute. Bora's um, award-winning solo was adorable. Not to mention freaking DOS showing up to do a performance. I think I screamed so loud. Like, I was just so excited. You were thriving, that's for sure. I was thriving. Um, Everyone getting in with the cafe owner's song. Just everyone was just enjoying themselves. It was awesome. I We didn't know we needed it, but we We did. We didn't, but we we needed it. We didn't realize we did. Um, And it was just, it was just, I love who, whatever writer decided, like, we're going to throw that into the show. It didn't really do much plot other than it showed you know yeah it showed the bonding between our main couple well and that's where um pd nim makes his first appearance to her uh, after that show yes when they're walking home and they run into each other <laughs> that's actually pretty the funny. fireworks thing well, yes and like chief hong's like falling backwards yes. and then pd nim like grabs him. yes right because because then we learn later that pd nim is like at the talent show watching her dance and he's like that's that's hia jin there yeah. she is i need to go find her but okay yeah sidebar over but I love that scene. It's a great scene. I laughed so hard. I smiled so hard. It was awesome. The only thing it was missing was Ijun. I'm pretty sure Ijun didn't do anything. No, but he stood up and was like clapping so <laughs> for big Boda. for Boda. <laughs> I know. He wouldn't want to do anything. No. That's <laughs> where he shines the best, supporting other people. It's so cute. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, the the, um, the talent show was very... It was a big moment for our leading couple. Yeah. It, it really was. moved him forward. It did. They were also matching. <laughs> Also, Hyojin was wearing those like nasty, like really cut bad off pants. jeans. Like it's like she took it was no, it was like old skinny jeans. jeans. Skinny it's, jeans. She took and skinny she jeans. Cut them at the knee. At the knee. Yeah. Exactly at the knee. Because she one wears a lot of risky outfits in this show that I would never wear, but she pulls it off. It's well, when you're beautiful like that, you can. That's true. But when, um, like jean shorts aren't bad if they're like baggier. Like I feel like baggy jean shorts right. are cute, but hers are like skin tight, and then they're at the kneecap. It was very it was just so odd. It was, but she still looked good. And she was wearing like flats with it, and it's like what's and going what? On? There was one episode where she wore. I, I there's no other other way to describe it than a Christmas dress. Oh, it, she looked like a Christmas tree. <laughs> there's no other way to describe it, and yeah. yet she still looked beautiful. Yeah. We digress. All right, so I think the next the next one I have written down, and I hope chronological order, is um, do she meets her family. Is that a good order? I feel like it. That's we're moving. Laundry along. happened before that, but we don't have to talk. <laughs> Did you just say laundry? The happened? laundry scene. Oh, laundry happened. Let's when talk about laundry then. The yeah. blanket stopping. Literally, it's not. There's not much happening. There's but they're nothing. Just like, it was so cute. They're just though. flirting in a little tub while they stomp on grandma's blankets <laughs> that's together. Literally, all that happened. And it was just cute. And grandpa's grandma's like, I think I have some more blankets in the yeah. back. <laughs> She knows exactly what she should doing. I act. Is this a good time for me to insert my mini rankings of wing wing women? I would love that. Grandma, that that moment is on it. Okay, there are. Please, we're gonna take a quick, okay. quick sidebar. Break. Sidebar. There are so many freaking fantastic wing women that we need to invite to our hometown to be our wing woman. Yes, because we have none here. Yes, but these people, Gongjin has them. Your siblings could take a hint. My siblings this. are horrible. They also don't listen to this podcast, so I can well, yeah. smash them real but good. They are never, they're never good wing women for me. Okay. okay, so number four. I mean, this is just all very <laughs> subjective. Number four would be Namsuk. She Nam-suk. Wing, she wing, she wing women's for our divorced couple. Oh, she does. 
She yes. dr- she drinks with Hua Jung until she's like drunk. Oh, oh yeah, she's a and great wing woman. She texts the husband. Yes, and is like, "Yo, your girl is passed out drunk with her blind with some date. other guy. With her yeah. blind date." So he like sprints to the restaurant. Yes. and just finds her drunk, and then does the dishes for her. And that's a big catalyst for them getting back together. So and you know like Namstuk knew exactly what she was doing. Well, yeah. Later Way she, to go. Later, she's like, "You can thank me for getting back together." <laughs> like she knows exactly what she. <laughs> she's great. She's in um, everyone's business, and sometimes it works out. Number three would be Hominy. With I mean, yes. Beyond the laundry, I mean, in the laundry scene, yeah, she sees them being all cute, yes. and she brings out like five more loads of laundry. She's like, "You can just keep doing my laundry." Um, but there are several moments where. She either talks to Hyejin or Chief Hong and is like, give them a chance. Yes. Or like, be patient with Chief Hong because he's been through a lot. Or yes. can you go check on him because I'm afraid he's not eating. Yes. Or telling Chief Hong like, are you ever going to open your heart up because you might lose what's right in front of you if yes. you don't. Like, just the voice of reason for all of us. Yes. <laughs> the backbone, if we may. Yes. <laughs> Number two is Misan, my girl. Mison. Literally. There's this one episode where she is Jin is like, every other second, it's like either Chief Hong or PD Nim trying to get her attention. Fighting for her attention. And PD Nim's like, hey, let's go eat. And Misan's like, oh, look at the time. Gotta go. <laughs> I think like, I, li- I literally think she was like, um, Hugh, you want to get something to eat? PDM goes, Yeah, I would love to. Oh, you know what? Actually, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> like, she like, like two seconds ago, you she, clearly wanted to get something. She to eat. comes up with like all these excuses. She's like, Oh, I just remembered, I'm on a diet and can't eat noodles. <laughs> or she's like, I don't feel well. Or like, I'm tired and I'm gonna go home. It's like, she's just like we need. We all need a Misan. We in our do. Life. She's so comfortable just skirting out of there in like she has zero FOMO she's like I'm just gonna go over here you do your stuff but that's what you got to do for a girl I know your girl your girl number one really attractive (laughs) number I love number one number one has to be the the rotisserie (laughs) rotisserie chicken chicken guy it does it does um because sweet sweet police officer (laughs) needs all the help he can get love him to death one of the tenderest souls but like dense filthy rich as a rock (laughs) like literally cannot Like, he starts liking her when she is like, I'm drawing a line because you said you were uncomfortable. And he's like, but wait. And it's like, you should have gotten there faster because now yeah. she's not there anymore. Yes. And then she's like still trying to initiate with him and drop hints. And the rotisserie chicken man eventually is like, dude, she likes you. <laughs> and and the police officer is like, oh, my gosh, will you date me? And so, you know what? Shout out to you, rotisserie chicken man. Way to go, chicken rotisserie man. chicken man. <laughs> um may i also add just the townspeople in general there's that one scene where they literally all just leave the party <laughs> yeah remember that yeah they're <laughs> like, like they're like gotta go gotta they go literally just unabashedly leave i the think party. it was on his birthday he, he, it like, was. they went inside and like brought out a watermelon like the two of them i'm pretty and sure grandma went in somebody went inside and saw them um they it was li- Jung. hua Jung, yeah and saw them like flirting inside clearly just wanting alone time and then Everyone leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everyone. It was amazing. Okay. And sidebar about and that. Sidebar. And, and sidebar. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about her parents coming to visit. Well, yeah. So her parents come and visit and... There was a lot of good growth for everyone in there this was. episode. There was. I could go into all sorts of stuff. We're not going to go into too much right now. We're going to focus on our main ship, but... Well, I think we can just sidebar about the whole thing. Yeah. Um. I The, the thing that really stood out to me was how she helped her become closer with her family. It's like having him there was, I don't know if the buffer is the right word, but like the buddy she needed to like, I don't know, like really find her place in her family. 
I think ever since her stepmom joined the picture, she just, I don't think it ever felt that cohesive to her. Well, I think he's that person who just naturally can make everyone around him feel comfortable. Yeah. And I don't know if I would call that a buffer, but it's like definitely something to be said when he can immediately like, you know, be goofing around with her dad and like make her stepmom feel so comfortable. And like for her, I think it's like more for her than anything. Like he's that person that as long as he's by her side. She's like, I can do anything, even if it's yes. eat this dinner with my parents who I'm not that close with anymore. Yes. And I c- would otherwise dread doing it. But yes. like when I'm with him, I can do it. Which is so true of like when you bring your best friend to do stuff, it's yeah. like suddenly this is fun. But for her, it was such a real sense because I think she could already tell that he would become family one day. Mm-hmm. And it was just healing so many parts of her, I think, kind of turbulent family experience. Yeah. For a good reason. I mean, her mom passed away and she, I think it said she got her stepmom when she was a high schooler. Well, yeah, because she the- ran away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think since then, it's been a little strained mm-hmm. and that just changed so many things. Well, and we learn in this episode that the dad was an alcoholic for a while. And oh, so that's true. They weren't close. Yeah. Because he kind of left her on her own. Yeah. And then stepmom answers the picture and, you know, that's tough because your mom died. But yes. Like, she and stepmom get a lot closer. Like, they have this sweet conversation where um, basically what happens is her dad, like, insults Chief Hong. Mm. Chief Hong's not there, but he overhears the whole thing. And her dad's like, you need to break up with him because he thinks they're dating. Um, mm. Because he's an orphan. And right. that's, like, this big, this big disadvantage. And she yes. fights back against it. And she's like, well, I don't have a mom. Isn't that yeah. just as much of a disadvantage? And so dad leaves in a huff. Chief Hong follows him and they have a good conversation that I want to talk about too. But stepmom is like, like, um, Hyejin says to stepmom, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean for it to sound like you don't count as a parent. And mm-hmm. stepmom says, um, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. Your dad was wrong for saying that, but at the same time, take it easy on him because he really does adore you. And then there's this flashback. Oh, yeah. Of him, like, going all over Seoul to all these different flower shops, mm-hmm. trying to find the perfect plant to send her for her opening of the clinic. Uh-huh. And then also a scene, like, a montage of um, him being concerned about the weather in Gongjin. Mm-hmm. Like, step mm-hmm. stepmom says... He checks it every day, apparently. Yeah. yeah. He always knows when there are going to be storms because he's, wor- like, he's worried about you and stuff. And such. that was really sweet. And then mm-hmm. at the same time, Chief Hong and Dad are outside... And oh, that's right. Dad, yeah. dad says he's sorry for what he said. And Chief Hong says, um, Hyejin must have gotten that from you because she also owns up to her mistakes really quickly. Uh. And dad says, you know, the only reason I said that was I'm worried. Um, I don't want her to become lonely. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he shares that he was an alcoholic and she uh. kind of was on her own a lot. And Chief Hong says, well, you must have loved her well enough because she is so giving. And you have Mm. to be loved to be that giving. And Chief Hong admits to dad, like, you know, we're not actually dating. That was kind of all a ruse. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, And someday she'll find someone who makes her happy. And dad turns to him and just goes, that could be you. And there's all these side by side comparisons of because there's that one scene in Startup where (laughs) Good Boy's like, why can't it be me? Yes. And then suddenly it's that can be you. And it's like the growth. (laughs) You made it. (laughs) So proud of you. Yes. (laughs) Namji Hook is not here. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yes. So that was just like that episode was I think it was an episode long that whole visit. 
It but was so yeah. much growth yes. happens for them as people. Yes. That then late like laid the seeds for them to grow closer. Yes. Together to the point where they might be dating. Yes. Correct. So it served a lot. It did to help them. It did. Uh, speaking of dating, is that kind of are we around confession time here? Um, there's a few more moments. I mean, please tell I'll me. I'll just run real yes. quick. So there's the moment where it's, there's that other stalker pervert in the oh, random murder yes. plot that lasts oh. for like two seconds. Blah. Um, and she is on her way home and he, like he, the stalker breaks in and chief Hong shows up and like beats him up, but then yes. gets stabbed. Like, Oh yeah. Jumps in front of her. Oh yeah. And so oh, then yeah. they're at the hospital and he's oh, kind of, yes. he's kind of joking. Well, first of all, let me sidebar about the stabbing scene. Well, yeah. Well, he like runs in and he honestly, grabs was that her. really hot? It was so hot. He, he runs in and he grabs her face and like when he grabs her face in like episode four, it's cute, but also they barely know each other. But this like, they're literally about to date. Yeah. And I'm like, are you freaking married? Yeah. Like, stop it. He's like, he's like looking up her up and down, like yes. making sure she's okay. Yes. And then I think I wrote in my notes. Like, he runs in, they're freaking married, and then they go to the hospital. They're still freaking married. Mm-hmm. Like, the way they're treating each other. And poor Petey Nim shows up, <laughs> and they're like, you're so... Well, like, that's like, It's almost like an episode ago, you were kind of maybe had a chance, and now you have zero chance. And that's like, like we I have moved so far beyond you now. That's like the definition of why I was annoyed with Petey Nim, because in those scenes, I was like, get out of here. No one wants right, you here. Right, Um, But there's that scene where he, he's trying to joke around a little and, like, lighten the mood, and she just starts shaking and sobbing. Like, she has uh, her hands in front of her face, and he's like, what's wrong? And she says, I was just so worried about you. And then she kind of starts laughing a little, but also crying. And she's like, why would you jump in front of me uh-huh. like that? And he just looks at her like, well, obviously, why wouldn't I? Because he loved her. (laughs) But that was just like, it was a really, I think it was a vulnerable scene for her because we didn't, we haven't seen her cry that much at that point. And so, and I think even to her, it was kind of a turning point where she was like, oh my gosh, I care so much for this man that I was so scared for him that I started like crying in the hospital. See, that's why stalkers are good in shows. It makes people realize that when someone gets stabbed, they don't want them being stabbed. <laughs> There's nothing like a hospital scene to <laughs> make like you realize your feelings. It's like Sean Lomendo Gotta love it. Okay. Um. So, yeah, that scene That scene was good. It was like everything was sizzling. Then right after ready. that, right after that, he takes her to the house because her house is a crime scene. So he's like, you and can come sleep at right. my house. So she like wears his clothes, which is really yes. cute. And then he like makes her some tea and he like puts her bl- his blanket around her. Doesn't she like her. fall asleep on his lap yeah, and he, he reads like, poetry reads her. to her? Yes. He like puts his blanket around her and he's like, you're still in shock. So you need to be careful to like take care of yourself and all uh-huh. this stuff. Um, and while she's there, she notices the memorial for his grandfather and that's when chief hong opens up yes. and says like tells her everything about his grandfather dying right. and shares how he thinks it's his fault because his yes. grandfather had a heart attack and he was out playing soccer and he didn't catch it like soon enough and hyojin like just handled it so beautifully like she looked him straight in the eyes and was like it's not your fault like mm-hmm. you were a child she was like i think she even says something to the effect of like your grandfather would be devastated if he knew that you were here on earth blaming yourself for yes this. like do not think for a second right that that is something you need to carry and i don't know i think that again like we're talking about laying groundwork i think that lays the groundwork for what's to come where she literally becomes his shoulder her, yeah. to cry on like she just handled it so well in a moment where he's kind of like feeling it out like can mm. i tell her stuff like is she mm-hmm. my safe place and like if she had handled that any other way like he might have closed back up and not wanted to to tell right. her anything 
So that was just so important. Cue the girls' trip to Seoul with Cue the, the confession. Cue the girls' trip to Seoul. Okay, tell us everything about Which, the confession. Well, first of all, I was almost worried the writers were going to really botch it because I'm like, why are they on a girls' trip to Seoul? Yeah. I was like... The only way this could end is if she freaking leaves their girl's trip and runs to him, which she did. Which so another, everything is fine. Another shout out to Misan who doesn't... <laughs> she, she doesn't care. She's, she's like, like, you go, girl, get I your know, man. I know. Like, <laughs> Literally gets stranded in Seoul lie. in the rain. Kim, if you did that to me, I'd be like, is this not girl's weekend? <laughs> <laughs> what the crap is happening? Well, like, not to mention that Misan's stranded like two hours away. I know. And is like, you go, girl. She's like, you... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But, um, so they're on a girl's weekend. The whole time, she's, like, picking out clothes for men. Yeah. And she can't even hold a conversation with Misan because she's so distracted. Cue the video montage of well, all their moments. It <laughs> starts raining, which is it what triggers It starts raining, it. and she thinks about him, and she's like, what the hey? Let me... Let's run in the rain, right? Isn't that kind of like a... Was it, is that why like she was remembering? Yeah, because they're about to exit this restaurant and yes. it's pouring and Misan like steps back back into the building and is like, oh, we should wait. And she's and I like, think no. She, I think knowing Hyojin, it's like, you're going to want an umbrella. Yeah. You don't like to run in the rain. And, and Hyojin like, walks straight into the rain. And, yes. and that's when the montage happens and it ends with the beach scene where <laughs> they're she, frolicking in the rain. Yes. And she realizes she has to, she has to yeah. confess. She's like, I have to go right now. She has to. And so she does. She runs fast. And he conveniently is sitting right next to the cute little lighthouse. Love that. And she doesn't. She drives. And she drives, but she gets to him as fast as possible. Yes. And I love it. She just straight up walks up and just confesses. Yeah. I think and she, she even, says something along the lines of like, I think she just says, "I like you." Well, she, and in her like her confession, she even says like, "I don't really know how this is gonna work because we're yeah. so different." Yeah. She was like, "I like to plan everything, and yeah, you don't yeah. plan anything, and like all these different." things but she's like but i can't deny it anymore like i like you and i, I think she knew he was gonna say it back but i also think it was a bit of a shot in the dark yeah i don't think she quite knew and even when he well i wasn't i don't think it wasn't until he kissed her that she was like oh, okay we, we good yeah but i think she was pretty bold and just being like yeah here it is this is what it is gonna be yeah and then clearly he kisses her so i think that's but even after he kissed her he 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 like he like uh says I can't. And we're like, no, what can you not do? And he says, deny, my deny it anymore. <laughs> he said, oh, okay. And okay. then he kisses her again. Everything is fine. It's cute. It's cute. So it's cute. It's cute. It's cute. And I will say once they start dating, they get even cuter, which I feel like some couples, that's not true. Some, in some couples, it's like the adventure is in the buildup. I love when they're dating. Yeah. They're adorable. Yeah. They're really cute. I mean, she doesn't, at first she's like, we cannot date. I have yeah. to, well, She's like, I got to go figure things out with PD Nim. Yeah. So freaking mature. I know. Also, poor PD Nim. I know. <laughs> like, suddenly it was like, oh, no. Poor guy. So that, that scene was great. I thought it was a great confession scene. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I swooned. I feel like this whole show, like, because the confession scene, it wasn't the most flashy or the most, like, it romantic wasn't. out of all the ones we've seen, right. but it was perfect. See, yeah, some shows, in my opinion, some shows are, like everything's kind of fine and then there's a few like really big romantic confession scenes with the perfect music this show it's like the whole thing feels like a big hug which well, is everything is understated everything it's is understated. so simple everything is just, understated which is beca- it's perfect it's like you're in this seaside village with them yeah yeah so it was great um all right so then they start dating and there's a lot of little moments so many little moments my next big one and i don't know if you have anything between okay this like what we just talked about in this one but my next big one is the picnic bonfire where they say i love you yeah i i support that it's okay yeah right so let's go with that okay so basically they kind of like leading up to this moment they've been skirting each other a little because they went to seoul together 
and he kind of gets in this funk because they run into that guy from his like yeah. old life and but she thinks that he's avoiding her because she bought this like super expensive necklace oh, so right. she's like he's insecure about how much money i have and right yada 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 so well, they she, run into some issues in the relationship inevitably because they're different and yeah so but it's but it, i don't think that's not why he's upset i think he's in this funk because he ran into yes. someone that reminded him of all this he trauma. starts to realize he has a lot um, he needs to tell her yes and so they kind of haven't talked all episode and so she goes to his house because she's like i need to see him and he ends up there and he's like oh i like i was gonna take you somewhere and show you something so he oh, brings yes. her out to the beach and he had set up this like bonfire with like a blanket and a canopy and all these yes. little white lights and he gives her this homemade jewelry box. Oh, yes. And he's like, I may not be able to afford an expensive necklace, but I wanted to make this for you. So cute. And that was like swoony. Stop it. Yeah. And like pans over to like scenes of him making it in his house. I know. <laughs> like sanding it down. Yeah. And it was like a simple little wooden. Yeah. It wasn't even painted or anything. It was and so cute she has this line where she says because they're on the beach uh-huh and she says you know before this the ocean always looks the same no matter where uh, you are yeah. and she's like but this view is my favorite because of you <laughs> and it's like okay this is cute <laughs> and then he says let me be the first to say it i love yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was so with cute. his deeply soulful it's eyes, so cute. his little feathered haircut. Yeah, oh, stop it. It was so adorable. It was so and cute. again, it was like, I mean, it was cute, but it wasn't like it was this big thing. It right. was like I feel like in other shows there would have been like this huge OST music yeah. booming through, but it wasn't. But it was it was very and also like this is a moment that like a normal average Joe couple in real life could have. Yes. Like yes, I feel like exactly. a lot of K dramas, it's like Dalmi and Dosan making out at the top of the. <laughs> building with like the hair flying in the wind like okay whatever i mean we like it and I, I don't get us wrong but this is yes. like this whole show just feels like this is something that could in theory that's happen true to you. in conversations that you would actually have yeah they don't sound like overly yeah, scripted no yes it's perfect it's it's really cute uh right i'm trying to think of um scenes uh, after that um but i mean they just they have a lot of really big feel adorable scenes um in that mix of episodes well they're kind of in a happy cocoon for a minute and then they say i love you and then it doesn't take too long for some of the real roadblocks to get in the way you know of you're not telling me your past and i feel like it doesn't take much longer after that i love you moment for them to hit a lot of yeah speed bumps i mean like we're on like episode 14 at this point my next big one was the one where she um it's like when they're on the break because yeah. he can't open up to her yes. and she's like we need to take a time out correct but then she goes to him and she's like we've kind of already talked about this but she says yes yes, yes you know yes. i've thought about it and i'm willing to wait as long as you promise me that eventually you think you can open up to me yes and she's like but in the meantime let's keep dating like let's not skirt each other <laughs> That's hard, you yeah. know. Let's be together. But I thought that was a really mature thing for yeah. her to do, right? Because she could have pulled an ultimatum or something, and yeah. she was like, "I recognize that you're working through a lot, and it's going to take you some time, and I'll right. be there for you and wait for you, but I need you to eventually get there." Right. Um. And I think she's trusting that he will. Mm. Um. But she's like, in the meantime, let's not break up anymore. <laughs> right. Let's so. let's be together. That sounds good. And for then us. there's right. that moment. Sorry. Do you want to go? No. Continue. 
there's that moment right after assistant director Petey Nim or whatever punches him. Yes. He like, they get in this like, not fight, but she's like, I'm sure that wasn't true. And he's like, looks her dead in the eyes. He's like, it's all true. I killed that man. And he like locks himself in his house and like Uh sits there and doesn't eat. Yes. And so grandma's like trying to leave him food. And then grandma goes to Hyojin and is like, I don't think he's eating. So Hyojin goes and like lets herself in. And she says, mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to cook for you. Watch you mm-hmm. take a few bites and then I'll leave. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even push him or do anything. Yeah. And, but he's, he's like, come sit. I want to tell you everything. And oh, that's yes. when he kind of tells her the whole mm-hmm. story. And she just t- takes his head in mm-hmm. her arms, holds it against her chest. And the direct quote says, you can be sad when with you're with me. You can show me your pain as he just cries. Yeah. And it's just like, again, she handles it so beautifully. Like mm. she doesn't say too much. She does. She's not over the top. Like there, there, there. It's just like, yeah. Cry all you want. Show me whatever you want. Like I'm right here for you. Yeah. What a girl. It was real. It was real. What a girl. It was good. What a girl. I mean, and then this, I mean, then we get into like the very end of the show. Right? I mean, that's like episode 15. Yeah. Do we want to cover all the finale right now? Or do we want um, to... Let's leave it to the end. I feel like we usually wa- talk about everything. We usually do. At the end. So we'll just do that. Can we touch on a few um, feely moments from everyone else? Yeah. 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 All let's right. Let's do it. Um, so I actually have a lot of feels from all these other characters. I know. It's which crazy. is not normal for me. Usually K dramas I'm like, these characters mean nothing. I just want the main ship and that's all I want. But that's not true here. Um, so And even halfway through the show I feel like I was like, I cannot stand this divorced couple. Me too. It but was they the ended up having some really good it moments. It was the second half. They started hitting yeah. home runs. Um, but I mean from the very beginning just every encounter that Dushi had or Chi Fong has with the grandma gang. Yeah. Just, I mean, the feeling was just, I guess, happy on my end. I was like, this is so cute. That one scene where he stops them and takes a photo of them. Yeah, he takes pictures of them. They're like, we like Patty. Um, he like, him and grandma ride on bikes together. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, what, what the heck? Uh, and not to mention just the, the village people feel. Mm-hmm. It is very like Gilmore Girls esque. Yeah, where it's like I want to go to Gongjin and just be there. Well, there's so many moments where the village people just rally together for yes. specific people. Whether it's like Chief yes. Hong's birthday, so he's not alone on his birthday, or Chief Hong's grandfather's memorial service, mm-hmm. or when they like finally tell them that they're dating, and the whole town oh, I like, love that breaks so out much. They're freaking and they're out, just so excited. Yes, or when they all show up on their marriage pictures. Like I know, just the whole show is about the village coming together yeah. for different people. And it's so beautiful. And the writers decide, I was kind of trying to describe the show to my mom on the phone today. I was like, they follow like seven storylines. I'm not even exaggerating. Mm-hmm. And yet, and at one point in the show, you're a little annoyed by it. But by the end, you're like, okay, yeah, yep. I can get with it. Cause halfway through, I was like, Ooh, do we care? But by the end I cared. I and really I cared. They built up each person's, um like storyline and wrapped them up at different points they really like we did. kind of got that one episode where they spent a few minutes explaining nam Suk, like the gossip yeah. queen story uh-huh. they had that episode about the birthing uh-huh. like then they, they have had- a lot of things about the cafe owner's story mm-hmm. um like it was really done beautifully it and really it wasn't was. Like, yeah, there were some moments where it was like, oh, them again. But it still wasn't, it never felt like they weren't spending enough time on right. Chief Hong and Hyojin. Right. And they even, 
beautifully they like incorporated Petey Nim into the the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was great. It was just really well done. One of my first favorite moments was when he had apologized to the cafe owner about mm-hmm. the song. I think that's the first time I cried. I actually cried a lot in the show. I was going to say, you. Yeah, I was crying you so hard in the last yeah. two episodes. I was just not even hiding it. Um, but early on, I was... I like they made me feel for this cafe owner by mm-hmm. he was throwing out his CDs. He was like giving up on his dreams. And then she like lifted his spirits. And I always had some, such a soft spot for him because he was just, just clearly kind of an awkward dude yeah. and had all these hopes and dreams. And I was like, don't smash his dreams. And then at the same time is trying to bravely raise a teenage daughter by himself. I know. Um, Let alone like a very sassy one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it was great um one of one of my favorite grandma scenes well i think they came back to back but it was when suddenly like junopa and um whatever dos member is also i know maybe it was just june at this point they were there to try to like grandma finally agrees to let them use their house and Mm -hmm. so they have a dinner together dinner party and well first of all grandma's quote was she wants them to use their house because it'd be nice to see it full of people again which i was like sob i mean excuse me but then the hodgepodge dinner party at grandma's featuring junopa featuring judy featuring like all these rando people and grandma just fit right in yeah. and, and she's she's not saying much she, but yeah. she's just beaming the just whole beaming. time and i was like this is what i want it's for just her. what her heart wanted i think she makes a comment about that she had to take out of like the nice spoons or something yeah oh my gosh because well, her and um pd nim have a moment like in the kitchen yes because he like is helping her clean yes because he's still working hard correct for, he but is he's also trying like, to win her over i mean he's charming her we know he has a heart um, of gold now so yes. all right would you have one um do we want to kind of just discuss all of the ones that have to do with like the divorced couple family love yeah triangle? yeah there's yeah. a few there are a few so my first one kind of has to do with them but not really it actually is more with yijun okay but he wins that math award and yes. they take him out to eat and so they're still like separated and not even at a place yet where they're trying to reconcile they're still like annoyed with each other whatever yes um the ex-husband's still trying to get with the teacher and all this stuff mm-hmm. but they you know from time to time set aside their differences and do things with him so they take him out to eat to celebrate his you know big award uh-huh. and he's like mom can i keep the hedgehog like i was waiting till i did something really good in school to ask you oh this. yeah and she says, yes, but I'm not saying yes because of your award. I want you to know that hard work is important and grades aren't everything. And, like, yeah. we're proud of you no matter what. And it was uh-huh. just a really cool moment because... Lajong is kind of awesome. Yeah. Honestly, I'm like, should she have been on my MVP She's list? She's cool. Yeah. Um, like, what a, what a great thing to hear as a child, especially I feel yeah. like Yijun seems to carry the weight of everything. So he could easily become this, like, perfectionist child uh-huh. who feels like he has to get straight A's or his parents won't love him because they're not even married anymore yeah. and all this stuff. And she just looks him straight in his little nine-year-old eyes and is like, you working hard is all that matters. Yeah. And we're proud of you no matter what you accomplish. Right. Like, stop. 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 Um, that was so sweet. Do you have any with them? Well, I, I do, although it might be jumping around a little bit. But um, I think that, tell me if this is going too far, but I think that the teacher's confession can I add that right yeah, now? I yeah, know yeah. it's later on in the show, but um, the teacher, I feel like, could also potentially be, like, a sidebar MVP character just for her um, 
how she was just so happy for them at the end of the day. Yeah. Like she was very sweet. And um she like confesses to oh, sorry, Hwajung. Mm-hmm. Um and it was just it was like actually a really good scene. I really enjoyed it. And she how Hwajong is like, I know. And they maintained such a good friendship after that. And the teacher was so um happy for her that she got back together with the the dad. And so I, I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah, and I think it was poignant because um Hua Zhang, like, even though she, like, she knew how the teacher felt, but she never treated her any different. Uh-huh. So she was basically saying, like, I know who you are. And I know, like, you know, we saw that heartbreaking scene with her mom, the teacher's yes. mom, who was oh my like, gosh. you should be institutionalized. And, like, this so is, sad. You know, and she's, like, sobbing. And Hua Zhang never made her feel that way. And Hua Zhang in yeah. that scene says, you know, I'm sorry that I don't return those feelings in the same way. But I do right. love you. You're right. And, yeah. You know, teacher's crying and she's like, thank you for pretending you didn't know. Because I think that gave her a sense of dignity. Yes. That it wasn't like, you know. Right. Stringing her along or whatever. Uh-huh. Like it let her exist in that place until she was ready to make her uh-huh. confession. Like Hua Zhang never forced, like, you know, confronted her and was like, I know how you feel. Right. Because, or like I lost mean, their friendship over it. Right. It took the teacher all these years to work up her courage to say yeah. it. And it was kind of similar to Petey Nim in the fact that she knew nothing was going to happen of it, but she wanted to just share it for her own peace of right. mind. And yeah, like that, I, that whole plot, I think there was a little, ambiguity in the middle where we were like is she going to be a home wrecker and like it did go on a little too long we were, where i'm like eh, but i will say like part of that it was wrapped due, up in a very tender way and part of that was just due to the like it wasn't even her fault it was the ex-husband like he yes. was just so derpy and annoying so about annoying, it that yes. it was like okay enough of this but he really turns the corner and i do want to kind of touch on his redemption arc a little yeah so we like the whole show there's like you know, the three big mysteries, right? And one of yes. them is why they got divorced. Correct. no one knows. And the whole time he like keeps tossing out these statements about how it was all because of a pair of dirty socks. Uh-huh. And he's like, tell me why we got divorced. Like, I, I don't even know it. why it happened. And this whole scene was so beautiful because it he's talking to the cafe owner and it flashes back to a, uh, a similar conversation they had a few years ago. And in both mm. conversations, the cafe owner is like, groaning over how much he misses his wife which yes. i think that's just so sweet in and of itself it is sweet yes. and in the the flashback scene um young gook that's the ex-husband oh uh, yeah it's like dude just get over it like da 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 and which is he's an idiot yeah he's such an idiot um but he basically is like i don't understand how you miss her because marriage is boring and <laughs> he's like marriage has nothing to do with love i only married hua Zhang because i missed out on my first love with the teacher Ugh. and i felt bad for her that her mom died and you know just going on and on and we see we the audience see that hua, hua Zhang, Zhang is outside is outside and the reason she is outside because her little giving self realized that it was raining and brought an umbrella Aww. for him. She had two umbrellas. Yeah. She was holding one and she had brought one for him so he didn't have to walk home in the rain because uh-huh. she's just a sweetie pie. Uh-huh. And she hears the whole thing and it all comes back to him. And the next day he like wakes up hungover and she had made him like hangover soup and all this stuff. But she le- he leaves his socks on the floor and she just flips out at him. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that she's probably asked him, you know, thousands of times in yes. their marriage. Can you please not leave your socks? But because of what she heard the night before, uh-huh. it just like flips her out and yes. she like dumps the dirty laundry all over him and into his soup and she's just like i want a divorce 
And it just like was so I felt her pain so much because mm-hmm. it's like she can't even say why she's hurt. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, the whole time he thinks it's because of dirty laundry. But like like she feel I think she feels like, I don't know, take not taken advantage of. But like she has been such a good wife and mother. Like she's so giving, like even in the fact that she was there to bring him an umbrella. And yeah. the whole time it's just like he feels like he's with her out of convenience and all this stuff. And then through, you know, other episodes, we see some flashbacks of how they did fall in love. And he like actually was really sweet and like would go visit her mom when she was in yeah, the hospital. Yeah, I know. It, like, and he kind of won us over with this flashback. Yeah. Cause, and I mean, it helps to see like the man that she fell in love with and right. knowing that there was real love between them. Right. Like they just forgot about it. Yeah. And eventually he, it works his way up to this like confession in her, the restaurant where he's just yes. like sobbing and he's like, I know I don't deserve another chance, but I'm going to ask you for one anyways. Like mm-hmm. I'm so, so sorry. And I feel like, I don't know. I, I think it worked for me. It, like, it worked I for me really too. I was really skeptical that it could. I was like, I am never going to feel bad no, for this No, ever. I know. But it really did work. I know. Well, it was like, for pretty much the entire show, they'd come on screen and it's like, oh, uh, yeah. do I have to put my laundry in? Like, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And by the end, I bought it. I think it was, yeah, it was those flashbacks of him visiting her mom. And for me also, it was just Ejun. And thinking about, I want their family to be really whole. Okay. Can we freaking talk okay. about the scene? I have to. Oh my gosh. Let's talk no, about this right pro- now. Yes. So that, that that's what, ma- I think that's what made me yeah. get in, get into it. But okay. The scene where Ejun is sitting near the monkey bars. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. So yes. to, to build up to it, they sit Ejun okay. down and they're like, mom and dad are getting back together. Yes. And he's just and like. him and his sweet little, I don't even like, he was so sweet and he's like. I need to leave. Like, he's like, I'm going to hang out with Boda. Yeah. Like, he didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. They were just like, oh, okay, bye. And as viewers, I was like, I think he's just trying to process. I think he's shocked. Like, I I think he's so happy. He doesn't really know what to do. And (laughs) he just goes and is by himself at the playground and no one can find him. Right. So. Yeah. He runs away and no one can find him. The whole town's freaking out. Sweet Boda finds him first. And she's like, what's going on? And all these things. Well, his parents show up and he is crying first of all mm-hmm. shout out to this actor kid he is so this good. scene was so good and the scene was one of my favorites in the entire show yeah. and he's sobbing and the parents are just like what's going on and he says i'm just so happy i'm so happy that i'm crying and he says um i don't just want to eat dinner together on my birthday or when i'm with win a math competition yeah i want to eat together every day yeah. and so i start crying I they're crying they're crying then over here, Bora is like, mom and dad, I'm going to live with Ijun so that he'll never have to be alone. And it's then like, I'm crying even more. Um, but that scene, yeah. just, oh, the, like the show, they're like. Phenomenal work by everyone. They, they tackle, this show tackles a lot of heavy issues. Yeah. A lot. So much so that I'm like, this is going to be way too many. And so here they're tackling the divorced parents, the the kid, the nine year old boy that's shouldering this. Yeah. But it was so tasteful, and I was just like, of course he feels that way. Yeah. And the fact that he even felt comfortable enough to tell his parents that it was beautiful. The whole thing was beautiful. Yeah. And it was like the whole plot point was worth it for that scene. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That plot point bothered me until the end there. And I was like, I'm not bothered and at all. Like the dad is like wiping away his tears and he's like, then let's go home and let's eat dinner. And eat you, dinner. me, and mom. <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh. Stop it. That's um, so beautiful. But yeah, like you just said, I think this show, like that's its 
beauty and its strength and i think it literally is like i think one of the most highly rated shows in korea of all time now yeah and i think that's a big reason why like it just tackles all these hard issues but in a so many sensitive and yet beautiful and poignant but not overdone way like understated it's just all so understated you and you feel like you know the characters yeah. too and that's why you know even though we bemoaned all this screen time on them we wouldn't feel as deeply seeing Gi Jun get his family reconnected we wouldn't really care if yeah. we didn't have all those moments leading up to it yeah and so it made it all worth it like you it said, did it for did just these these because like, i think i wasn't end. sure if the, the show was gonna wrap it up the way they did but the show hit a home run at the end yeah it it did so that that whole storyline ended up being pretty great honestly and then I thought it was great do you have any other ones well, not from their storyline. Okay, yeah, me neither. Um, but just like other rando. So let's see. There were just little moments. Um, uh, just, you know, every kid sitting at Hyejin's house because <laughs> she has the best TV and the hedgehog's Soom there. Soom is there. And I just got the feels of just like, this is adorable. Yeah. I think this is so cute. Um, let's see. I just talked a lot about Yijun. Um, the whole birthing scene mm-hmm. was pretty powerful. Well, again, I think most shows I'd be a little annoyed. Why are we spending so much time on this side couple and the birthing scene? It was great. Like I found a lot of enjoyment watching this whole thing. Cause it was just intense. It was great TV. Um, but it was so again, poignant. Like they yeah. have this fight where he says a lot of dumb things. He's being such an idiot. That you would never say to a pregnant oh, yeah. woman. And he, there's like these two parallel conversations. So like they fight, he storms off to Chief Hong's house. Yes. And Hyejin walks in on her at the store. Yes. And so first of all, can we just talk about the store scene? Yeah, no. It's like it was that was one of my favorite so moments good. of so, the whole show. Yes. Yeah, so I well, what's the what's the store owner's what the woman's name? Do we remember? Um, I think it's Yoon Kung. Okay, I don't remember her name, but her husband's being a bit of a, an idiot, which is fine. <laughs> Husbands people are people are people. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I and, can't speak from experience. But he's being insensitive. You know, he's saying like, you it's can't just e- the hormones. You can't even tie your own shoes. I'm like, I don't think she can. <laughs> like, she can't. And I think doesn't he make a comment where he's like, I can't wait for this baby to be born, so you're not so well, hormonal. Yeah, you it's were getting like, your laundry oh, during this time. But um, yeah, he literally says something on the lines of like, we can't wait for the baby to be born for this to be over. And she says, you think this is gonna be over? You're, are you going to get up in the middle of the night and nurse this baby? Well, yeah, because it's like Im- the birthing process over. might be over, but now it's like 20 years of her raising a child. <laughs> of course. So she is like rightly fired up. Fired up. But even more than that, she starts to really, really cry when her husband leaves and she's just like hurt. She's super hurt. And he, Jin walks in and like the first thing she says is, oh my gosh, your shoes untied. Can I tie that for you? I'm sure you can't bend over at this point in your pregnancy. Which is like the opposite of what her husband and did. And the sweet owner is just just like silently tearing up she said yeah Yeah. that'd be really great that would be awesome i actually can't tie my own shoes and it was a perfect moment of like girls need their girls you know like hyejin knew what she needed at that moment um so that was really awesome and then any more about that specific scene well yeah and then right after um the girl says to hyejin you know i'm really jealous of you because you have this fun job and a fun boyfriend and, you know, kind of a woe is me, like I'm pregnant and my husband is being insensitive and yada, yada, yada. And Hyojin says, you know what? I really admire you. Like, it's mm-hmm. not easy to be raising, you know, what's about to be two children. And you're doing such a great job. Like, yeah. Boda is amazing. And like, it just, 
I get the feeling that even though her husband does think that, he doesn't say that to her. Yeah. And so I think to hear that, especially from someone that from the outside, she's jealous of Hyejin's yeah. life, um, really meant a lot to her. And right. it was just a really meaningful moment. And again, it speaks to Hyejin's like heart of gold. It did. It did. And then not to mention how it goes into her going into labor and how Hyojin is just like a freaking I'm going to birth this child. <laughs> it was so cool. And how she brings her to her own house. And uh, I really enjoyed that whole scene. I yeah. thought the acting was superb. Yeah. The acting from She went all in. Mom, she was committed. She was so all in. A lot of great things happened in this scene. First of all, like the mom's acting about just screaming sweating like i was like I and believe- i didn't feel like it was over the top no i'm like, like i believe you yeah. you know and even the husband coming in and it's almost like all those grievances are behind i'm so glad my husband's here i mean she's like yanking his hair out but you can tell she's so happy that he's there yeah. and that they do have a good relationship and um pan over to sweet bora at ijun's house i love this scene this was a sweet scene it was she she's she like wakes, wakes up, up in the middle of the night ijun i think hears her or something and goes out and she's sobbing shout out to her acting yeah. too she's sobbing she's like do you think my mom's gonna be okay and ijun is just like look at it's i think it was thundering outside. yeah it was storming and he's like anytime the lightning strikes you can wish so they wish yeah. they both like get on their knees and wish for her mom to be okay and the little sibling to be okay yeah and it's just so cute it was and, like, so cute oh my gosh and then and like i said just to reemphasize, like none of this has anything to do with the main ship mm-mm. in this show and it was one of the best scenes and i just think this show is great at that chief hong is at the house while the birth is happening but he's outside the yes the like the room right but then he hears the baby and he goes in and Hyojin is holding the baby uh-huh. and she's like do you want to hold the baby so he holds it and he kind of starts tearing Him, up a little the love in his eyes like the not like the love for the baby necessarily but well see so, like he could see his future he he's could like see his i future. want a baby and then he looks at Hyojin. he's with like you. and i want one with you <laughs> yeah they were like it was one of those moments yeah. where i'm like they're not like they weren't engaged at this point no. or anything but it's like oh, yeah you're gonna be together yeah the whole the whole thing was that was a great episode not to mention but a uh, sidebar about it like where did the baby go yeah the, the baby was know. never shown ever again like the parents and the whole family is like all these potlucks in the last three episodes and the baby's never there it's like we're just gonna try to get past that seaside grass pepper wrap party where's the baby <laughs> no the one baby? knows literally no, no one knows. knows it's fine it's fine uh yeah like bora and ijun are crying at the monkey bars both parents are there with bora where's the baby no i knows literally have no idea all they would have had to do is put like one of those like the baby is an infant okay like put a baby doll in one of those slings around mom yeah and we would have bought it oh for sure the baby's like eight pounds at this point it's fine don't worry about it so that was that was great a great scene and um and i think everything else was just kind of like all that final episode 16 stuff well can i t- mention two sweet yes. mison moments with the police oh, officer yes. So their whole ship is like pretty sweet and it, but it's pretty understated because she's just chasing him and it's he's like, like extra understated. Yes. Yeah. And he's just bopping along. And yet I enjoyed every single time they oh, were on for screen. Sure. Um, so eventually he confesses thanks to the rotisserie chicken man. Doesn't he go and, on one knee? Yeah. With the <laughs> rotisserie chicken bag. I literally had no idea how to do he's any so of this. He's so awkward. Which I love. So they're dating and they're walking back from a date, I think. 
And he's like, did you enjoy the movie? Did you enjoy dinner? I Googled what's the best movie right. and all this stuff. And he says, you know, I know I'm lacking, but I'm, I'll make up for it by taking you to all the best things. Yeah. And she looks him in the eyes and just sweetly says, I don't care what we do. I don't care what we eat. As long as it's with you, I'll have the best time. <laughs> and that's just... Like, he doesn't deserve her. Adorable. <laughs> She's so And cool. then they like are having this other conversation a little later on and she they're like by the beach at night and she looks at him and she says you know i think we should date with the intention to marry Uh uh-huh and he looks at her and says that was always my intention and then he says i'm gonna skip a few bases and he kisses (laughs) kisses her her. it was so cute (laughs) it's so cute (laughs) like where's this guy come from he's so not to mention he's like freaking rich yeah he (laughs) ended up being the lottery winner like okay (laughs) what buys her a little ha- like he's so gonna build her a little house overlooking he's the so sea. earnest i yeah. loved the, the, the and that's quote. why it works because any other guy you'd be like i'm not spending my time on you because you're an idiot but right it's like no he's one of those gems time. if you dig in enough he's gonna take care of her for the rest of her friggin' life and it's not yes he wasn't he wasn't rejecting her he just literally couldn't rap yes. i think part of him was like this amazing girl likes me i've never talked to a girl I'm in pretty my whole sure life it's never happened to him um, yes right He also does tell her, he has this like one monologue where he says, you know, I'm pretty slow. Like I studied for five years to get into the police academy and it like almost didn't happen. But if I work really hard at anything, I know I can do it. Yes. And. But can you just imagine him like with her when she's pregnant or giving birth? Oh, he'll be the rock. The rock. Yeah. Like her when she's trying to homeschool her three children and she's having a hard day. He's just there for her. Yeah. Never once, w- I mean, he's a person, but like never wavering. He's just, you know, till death do us part. Yeah. That kind of dude. Ride or die, baby. Ride or die. I loved the quote of his when she was like, <laughs> so you won the lottery and yet you still chose to work. Like, well done. And he was like, well, I asked myself, <laughs> would I rather be rich or be a police officer? I really wanted to be a police officer. And I'm yeah. like, way to go, buddy. He's like too good to be true. <laughs> he's so cute. He's adorable. Like part of me is like, I don't think I could be with him because he's like, oh, it's too much. So slow, but she loves it. Well, and there are like, <laughs> there are definitely guys out there. I've met guys like this who it's like, you're almost too nice. Oh, yeah. Like I definitely would need to be with someone who could like bicker with me and be yes. a little sarcastic because I think I would just get so annoyed with him. I'm like. Be yes. mean to me. Like, Be mean. Say some, you're you're say way too nice. Um, but it works for her because she's does. sweet as sugar. It, and she's spicy. It just so. works. It just works. All right. I think. I think that's all I have. All my my feel moments. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, oh, I lied. I have a lot from the ending. Well, yeah, and no, all that happens there. You're right. These fall under the ending. So. But um, shall we jump into our? lol moments from the show well can i introduce my little category yes yeah, so this is where we take a short break from real talk to just banter about some things that don't matter well no this matters this is a serious wait category, what's your category Madison. what is it this is the category that appreciates kim son ho's range oh, yeah, as okay. an actor go for it okay i feel very strongly about this i'm like maybe in the one person that's the lie i'm not the, the one person <laughs> i was gonna Fan say of like, kim son ho yeah. I just like have loved like I mean, from the moment high. he stepped on the screen in startup. You did I say was that Petey didn't beat him out though, so Okay, as a character, but <laughs> the range. I, know. Kim's on, I will say I he won me over with this show. Um and I think like the range in startup was there because I think anyone else portraying that character, he kind of was a harsh character. He wasn't always nice. No, he was. He was um, kinda mean. <laughs> but Kim Son Ho put so much like 
I don't know, whatever he, like, how he portrayed good boy made you root for good boy even when, like, in the moment you're, like, you're being a jerk right now. Yeah. Because you you knew his backstory. And part of that was also the, the teenage actor, but whatever. That's true. But Kim Sun-ho, like, for the first seven episodes of the show, it's just, like, all smiles and giggles. And then it gets real, and we really get to see his acting range, which I'm just, like, so glad that everyone got to see this. He did. Because it's amazing. His character went through everything in the show. And I think it's one thing to be a character. Like, I think it's almost harder to play a character where you have to do both in the same show Uh because there are some shows where it's just like you're a villain. And so the whole time you're just in this like villain mindset, but he had to, you know, be light and fluffy, you know, douchey, like goofing around the kids. And then, you know, in the same episode portray a scene where he's in a nightmare with himself and there's a baby crying and he's like Uh trying to escape and he's like pulling his hair out and looks so haunted. And it's, not, not to mention when he's doing like the light fluffy stuff in the first episodes, somehow he's acting in a way where you can tell it's like a mask. It's not a, it's not a mask. You can like see he's masking stuff. You can see the sadness in his eyes. It's like, how do you see it? I don't even know. His eye emotion is yeah. like next level. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to be dramatic here. No. Like <laughs> just what he can communicate yeah. with just his eyes. He'll like, he'll fill up like a quarter of his eyes with tears, but still function with the rest of it. Yeah. And like, how are you doing that, bud? And I did, I did read, and I, I knew this about him, but he like got his start because he's a late bloomer actor. Like he, this is really uh, his, like he's, yeah, he's just now peaking in his acting right. career, like TV acting. And he got his start in like theater, like he did stage oh. theater. And so people like, you know, fans of his on Twitter and everything are saying like, that's a reason why he's so good because in theater you have one shot to nail it. Oh, that's true. And so... You don't get multiple takes. Yeah. And so he's just so good at conveying so much with so little. And also it's f- funny if you watch like the behind the scenes, um, he like the, a lot of times the director will just let him in Hijin like ad lib. Like they'll just go back really? and forth. And some of the cuts make it like they ad lib and like they just let him do it and it keeps oh, and stuff. Oh, dang. I need to watch behind the yeah, scenes Yeah. It's stuff. really fun. Wow. But anyways, um, one of the big scenes that hit me really hard, um, back to his range is that scene of him and his young in college uh-huh. where young is like yes oh yeah he comes home to their dorm room and young had mm. set up the memorial the memorial service scene yeah for his grandfather and they're standing like facing the memorial they like do their bowing and young starts talking and is like i'm y- you know so he introduces so, himself like, yeah i'm douchey's friend and he like starts tearing up a little, but he's like trying to hold it back and is like running his hands through his hair and like trying to touch his eyes a little. Like it was just so raw and real. Uh-huh. And I don't know, like it was so believable. Yeah. Like it's like his crying and like all those scenes. I just feel like, like with anyone in the care of anyone else, it could feel like overdone. Yeah. Or like his performances are just so nuanced. Yeah. And I feel like his attention to detail too, like, I feel like his hands were kind of shaking and like, like it, the eye emotion, but also like his body language and what he, like, it's just all it was great. so good. I think a few for me was, um, the scene of his nightmare. And I think it was him in his nightmare talking to him in his nightmare. Mm-hmm. And one of him was like, what's wrong with buddy? Or it was like, it was like not crying. Yeah. It was like and eerie. The other, yeah, it was eerie. And then the other version of him was just like sobbing. Yeah. And the same 
seen. And the eerie version was like, do you really think you deserve oh, happiness? Oh, that's right. Yes. Like, it was like almost creepy. Killer. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, and then another one that stood out to me was the flashback where he's in the car accident. Yes. Were you going to mention that one? Yeah. You can talk about it. Well, he was just like, his face was almost like disfigured. Like, it looked like what it would look like if you're just in that moment. Also, how does he get his voice to sound like he it was just in a car accident? Like, it sounds know. like he, like, can't breathe, but he's, like, trying to cry out weakly for Hyung. He was, like, Hyung. Yeah. And, like, he looked, like, horrible. Like, yeah. he was just disfigured and just traumatized. And I think as an actor, it'd be very hard because you have to lay aside yourself and what you think you look like and all these things. So it'd be, like, what would my character be looking like right now? Yeah. This is what he would look like. This is how he would act, which I could never do. Yeah. Like, it's really well done. And then another one, too, is the flashback of the funeral where Nuna, like, reams him. Oh, yeah. And he just stands there sobbing and shaking, and he's just like, Miane, like, Miane. Yeah. And the baby's crying. And then um, the other flashback of the him on the Han River, like, maybe about to jump. Oh, yeah, yeah, And he's, right. like, shaking and reading, yes. reading Grandma's text. And I actually saw on Twitter that he, like, shot that the same day he had this, like, big awards ceremony. And oh wow they like showed someone like tweeted like the picture of the scene like him shooting the scene and they had all the like light reflector things as he was shooting uh-huh. it and then this picture from the acting award thing and he's like beaming and they're like how can you do that on the same I, day i like, don't know how actors do it like it's amazing it's amazing i, I don't know how they do he's it honestly all. One, he like is so good he is really like good. i think blindly i said he was really good just because i felt for his character in startup but i think it was hard for me to separate like how much of me was cheering for a good boy because of how they wrote that character versus yeah. how much of it was because kim son ho portrayed him yes but i think this show shows me a little like his performance in the show i think looking back on startup it's like no a lot more of that was due to how kim son ho is able to portray right characters and all the depths and all the layers so even uh-huh. though there's this like terribly broken character who you might not otherwise root for because it's in the hands of Kim Son Ho, right. like you are. Right. And it's amazing. And not to mention, there's also scenes of him like giggling. Yeah. Like a girl. Giggling like a As little girl. As they kiss girl. each other's dimples. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> Literally I mean, the range. It's such a refreshing thing from some K-drama couples where it's like, you're not even smiling when you're together yeah. or like, what's, what is going on? It was so real. Yeah. It was so real. And just like the end, they're running down the mountain, dimples mm-hmm. alive and just cute. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great. Shout out to you, Kim Sun Ho. Way to go. A winner. Way to go. All right. Are we doing swoonies before or after LOLs? What can we just jump do? into LOLs? Yeah, we can do LOLs first. All right. So our first, we're, we're introducing a subcategory, which I'm so thrilled for. <laughs> Wait, what? The Who is Maddie? Oh, yeah. Would you like to share the story? <laughs> okay. This this all goes back to Maddie's college experience. Y'all, okay. I think we've mentioned my friend Abby on this podcast. She's the one we tried to convert to Crash Landing. She watched six episodes and never watched the rest. Which, I like, saw her the other month. Possible? She was like, I need to finish that one there. K-drama you started me. She I literally said, left off when he got shot. I don't understand anything um but anyways she in college okay i didn't even know this till late on in college i had a couple friends and one of them was abby and every time they would watch a movie apparently they would choose one character from that movie or show 
that I could act as. Now, it was not a compliment, okay? It's not like they chose, like, the leading lady and they're like, Maddie would nail it. Like, it's like they, the one girl who doesn't they say They choose the fringe character with, like, one line or no depth and they're like, Maddie could do it. And I don't know why they did this. They didn't even tell me for I think it's a little mean. I'm like, because I'm like, <laughs> Maddie, you could have been Sharpay. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yo, come on. But it was also kind of funny. Not I'm like, mean. I'm like, it's kind of on brand for me. You're right. Like... <laughs> That sounds about right. Well, because so, you are derpy sometimes. So it's like, who's the derpy? I know, like, it's whatever. Funny. So, uh, or the girl, the, the character who like gets the attention without saying anything. Right. It just became a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and so sometimes I play it with myself and I think I started playing it with myself when we would watch shows. But I then I play, started saying it. And then Kim started playing it. And so now apparently we're going to add a segment to <laughs> who could Maddie be in this show? <laughs> There's a really an obvious answer we for this We came to one. like a very like... D- like obvious conclusion but i think in the future it would be fun if we each had our choices yeah. and we said them and weren't sure if they were the same I know. but this, this one is so obvious. as the show went on we're like this is me it has to be it has to be who, who are is you? it no you, you t- <laughs> who are you maddie in the show i am so obviously namsuk <laughs> yes. which is the gossip <laughs> the gossip chick shout out to that scene where she's at she gets chosen for that dinner party and she's like waving her <laughs> arms and dancing and she's like sweat she was i i yeah we adore her i would be thrilled to play her yes. she was great i loved that like <laughs> every single like i think she just walked around the town to spy on people i think that's Any literally what she did Chief with her Hong free time walked out of his house yes. with hyujin she'd like come running down yeah. that hill and she'd be like oh or like one time like chief hong and pd nim come out when they're like you want some ramen and she's like oh 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 like and then she immediately she immediately grabs her group, her group checks like her her wechat or whatever and she's like she's like you'll never guess what's happening so funny we love her uh it's so funny so okay. we'll keep that one going <laughs> so oh lols um i definitely have a few this show wasn't like overwhelmingly funny but it was funny in its own way um May I mention the elementary school teaching lesson? With the dentist? With the dentist. The teeth brushing? The teeth brushing and how they dance, first of all, and then all the children ask them if they're dating. Like, that's all the kids care <laughs> yeah. about. Like, they're like, Hugin's like, does anyone have any questions? Yeah, so um, are you two? Is like, that your boyfriend? Is that your boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, first of all, it's just very accurate. It's so on brand. If you spend time with children. Yeah. <laughs> like i was like you mentioned one boy and they're I like think, are you dating them oh, oh yeah like immediately how old are you do you have a husband like all these things it's so funny uh so that part was pretty funny do you have do you have one moment that you're thinking one of? of my favorites was when pd nim and chief hong they're like working together because pd nim convinces chief hong to like show him around the village for seaside grasshopper and they go to the <laughs> yeah. restaurant and they're just like dropping their utensils at the like holy experience of eating that fish <laughs> oh yeah they and they're, i think part mind. of that is an ad lib maybe like i, I think i feel like it has to be and they're like cracking it up and then what i know for sure is an ad lib is hyejin arrives and is flirting with pd nim like in front of chief hong uh-huh and chief hong starts like mimicking her yes and he's like I thought, like, I thought you couldn't, you know, <laughs> see you later. Like, he's like, I thought you didn't let any man pay for you and yes. all this stuff. And I saw behind the scenes and it was an ad lib because, like, she starts dying almost because <laughs> they had to cut because she was, like, laughing so Yes. Hard. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, there was an early 
scene with Meeson and the police officer. There's a lot of great scenes of her like walking up to him in the street and like she clearly doesn't want to be seen by him. Like she just came from a sauna or there's one scene where she is buying diarrhea medicine. (laughs) So she's like, he cannot freaking read a room for the life of him. So she's like the sweet boy. She's clearly like, I don't know what she was wearing, but like the kind of street clothes you wear where like, I'm sick. I'm just going to run back home. Like I don't want to be outside right now. And she's buying diarrhea medicine and he keeps like asking her questions like, what are you buying? Oh, you're sick. What kind of sickness do you have? All right. What kind of medicine did you buy? And she's like, okay. And well, right then the woman is like, here's your diarrhea medicine. medicine." He's like, oh, and then (laughs) doesn't he give her advice? I'm trying to remember. All I know is like they start asking about his ideal type and he's like someone who is well-mannered and gentle but strong and someone who looks good in a hanbok because he loves historical oh, dramas yeah. <laughs> and she goes home and like watches a historical drama she's like well that's not me <laughs> like you're such an idiot like i don't know what the right thing would have been done oh, in that situation gosh. but probably not that i don't know but speaking of me son just i love also love the scene where her um Hyejin and Chief Hong are dating and they're like just straight up cuddling on the couch mm-hmm. and Misun walks in and I think she's pretty much just like this is a bummer like <laughs> y'all are really annoying she's such a mood <laughs> she's just like she's like what is stop. my life <laughs> doesn't there's one point where she oh, like yeah. she leaves and she's like yeah I'm out yeah I'm out speaking of Misun too there's another scene with her and the police officer where he like buys her all this expensive stuff and she overhears him on the phone and she thinks he's like selling drugs. Yes. And so she's, and he like sets up a meeting that night. So she like stakes out with like sunglasses yes. and this like scarf over her head. Yes. And at the last minute, she like starts running in slow mo and she's like, no, don't do it. And it turns <laughs> out he's like selling toy guns from his like yes. collection. And the whole thing was just ridiculous. It and was. Hilarious. And not to mention the scene where she thinks she wins the lottery. Oh, yeah. That was, I feel like Kim, that was you. It was you. Like, that's how you would have reacted to that whole mean? situation. She was so dramatic. I'm not dramatic. You're so freaking dramatic. Yes, you are. She was so funny. She was like, oh, ah, I won. Ah. And then she learned she did it. And she like falls on the ground. She literally slumps over. And then she's walking home. She's like, my life is over. That's exactly how you, re- you would react to all of that. It is. Don't uh, deny it. Fine. It was pretty funny. Um, He's just like, it's okay. <laughs> like... He should have revealed then that he won the lottery. I know, I what know. an idiot. What, what a, yes. um, there's one moment where, so, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, it's when Hyejin and um, Chief Hong are fake dating for her parents. Okay. And so they text like the whole town and they're like, we're fake dating. So oh, pretend yeah. that we're fake dating. And they like all show up in this group and they're like, look at them. They're dating. And it's like so bad. Hello, our dating friends. It's like so bad. <laughs> so bad. And then they leave and they're all like, we did a great job. <laughs> and I think Hua Jung is like, you all suck. <laughs> Y'all are the literal worst. Um, I think the whole entire side story of Judy and her crush on Junopa and when she meets Junopa. The tooth. The tooth. That whole thing was exactly what the show needed. It was just like, this is so ridiculous. And I love it. Yeah. I love that the writers were like, we're going to write a K-pop group into this show. We're just going to do it. We're going to have Every K-drama needs a K-pop. Film literally like in the soup out group. here. It's, we're going to call it the freaking seaside grasshopper. Like, what does that mean? Is that like a translation error? <laughs> like, what is happening? And can we just tear this part a little bit? Like, 
what is the seaside grasshopper? Well, because only June and some other member of the band show up and all they do is sit on the same porch. We never we, see them filming anywhere else. Well, we only see that one scene. Like, we don't know. Every time we see they them have filming, other people over? <laughs> well, they, we see them filming several times and it's always yeah. right there and there's only two of them. So I'm like, it's not in the soup. I don't know what yeah. you're filming. <laughs> but I mean, I also just that scene of um, going back to the, the scene where sh- Judy meets June, where like her dad is like, there he is. Isn't that that boy you like? He's like, get on my back. <laughs> she's like, let's go. They're like running in slow-mo. <laughs> she's like, opa. Like basically us at the Eric Nam concert this yeah. year. Question Anyone? mark, question mark. Um, and it was just, the whole thing was just, I thought it was so funny. The whole, yeah. the whole storyline was so relatable. Honestly, a little bit of a grievance that they like abandoned that at episode like seven. Oh, huge grievance. And that's one of my hopes and dreams for the show is that they get they together. get married. I yeah. want them to get married so when bad. she's not a child and he's <laughs> yeah. not like 20. Okay. Fair enough. It's less uh, weird when you're like 22 and 29. I appreciate that. She's like 13. And he's I appreciate like, you saying that. Gotta love a good age gap. Oh my gap. gosh, you're done. Do you have any other LOLs? I think that's all I got. Other than the time she punched him like 12 times in the same episode because they're dating. That was hilarious, but then I kind of got over it. I was well, like... Well, yeah, she did too many times, but the first time was pretty funny. Yeah. The first time was pretty good. All right, before we move on to our next... Um, big category. Big category. I... We... The amount of comments we made on their clothes in this show, so many. Um, I'm not going to mention and any other, of the girl other clothes. Other ex- accessories. But I did make a mini ranking of our leading men, which is Chief Hong and PD Nim, their outfits, whether they're hot or not, because some of them <laughs> were... Do I get to participate in this game? Well, you can. It's not a game, but I would love to hear what you would consider their hot outfits, and okay. I'll let you know if they're on my rankings. I did... Several were hot, and then several were okay, just okay. so freaking not. I have a mini ranking for fashion moments, so maybe okay. a lot of these will be on your What hot do list. you think was Chief Hong's hottest outfit? The grout fit. It's on my list. For me, personally. The graphic was great. Okay, what was P.D. Nen's hottest outfit? The, the funeral suit. Yes! <laughs> Bless you! Okay. Okay, the only thing that would have improved that outfit is he, if he I wore his freaking glasses. Like, he I almost to lost have, my mind he when he walked up He needed to have worn his suit. glasses, though. I'm like, I know we're at a funeral, but you Are you look, even listening to me? I know, he needed to have worn his glasses. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I know. It felt a little sacrilege to be like, wow, P.D. Nim looking like a snack. <laughs> I was like, oh. Like, it was, like, we're sad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like I think we both screamed and, like, yelled at each other. Yes. grabbed each other. Like, we're like, what? Has Nam ever looked better? He looked... Oh, my gosh. I just... I cannot. Okay, Wait, so... Okay, what was Chief Hong's hottest outfit for you? So, I would say probably the grout fit. His funeral outfit was pretty well, no, good, he looked too. Good. His little pants. <laughs> we definitely... <laughs> I think... I think Chief Hong and Hyojin were like at Grandma's memorial, <laughs> and he's just standing there, and we're both like, "Yeah, those pants are really hugging the butt, real good." <laughs> Bless you, thank you for that. All right, <laughs> it was just like the black pants with the black shirt. Yeah. I mean, he did get upstaged quickly by PD Nim yeah, in the world's quick. best outfit, but he also looked amazing. But okay. Is the golf outfit on your list? <gasps> I forgot to add the golf outfit. <gasps> okay, it is. Because he okay. looked real good while he was swinging that he club. He looked and amazing. you love golf. 
I love golf. No, golfers are so hot. I've said that so many Put times golfer, in my life. Golfer Chief Hong belongs on this list. Wow. All right. So the funeral outfits for here is ready for hot. The funeral outfits, obviously. Um, Petey Nim in the cargo pants while he karaoke'd. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. He was wearing like these yeah. olive covered wa- cargo pants. And he was wearing pants. the glasses. Ooh. All right. Douchey or Chief Hong in the girl outfit. Um, in episode one, Chief Hong wears like these work coverall- coveralls yeah, yeah. with one strap and like like a green shirt. I do love the green shirt too. It was good. Yeah. Um, Petey Nim's glasses. Yeah. Oh, Just on anytime he was anything. wearing the glasses. I think he whipped those out around like episode seven yeah. or eight. And, and we never looked kept back. wearing them. Oh my I would like to gosh. say one of my favorite Petey Nim outfits is like very basic, like khakis with yes. a button down shirt tucked yes. in and the glasses. And he had two, yes. two main button down shirts, one white the and blue. one like olive Oh, oh, the blue one too. Oh, and the olive, the yes. olive green, and okay, the glasses. I, I I wrote whenever they stuck Petey and him in that blue sky, that sky blue blue button up with mm, the glasses, and I wrote like mm-hmm. and khakis. Yes, wow. Um, okay, I wrote that one time Petey Nim wore a polo shirt and his biceps were like <laughs> busting out, <laughs> and then they were like. The we can never shirt. do that again. They were like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I literally, I went and found the exact scene of that today. And he had little, a different pair of glasses, like a wire rimmed pair, like just sticking on like the collar. He wasn't wearing them, but they were just sitting there. And the whole thing was such a dad outfit. Yeah. But I just. Well, he has like a he dad. He's so hot. Doesn't he have like a short sleeve, like sweater vest kind of thing? That well, he that's wears? on my knot. Okay. Because I'm like, <laughs> well, what, it's not, but it, what the we, crap is wrong with we you? We were talking about dad. Um, and he was wearing like these little, I said, in tight little tan work pants. They were like khakis, but they weren't even khakis. But it was like one of those things where they're trying to dress him like a dad so that he stays in the secondary lead category and doesn't upstage Kim Song Ho, but like it's not working. He looks so good. He no matter what they put him in um the wetsuits oh yeah the wetsuits they both wear a wetsuit at one point and it's great uh chief hong wears some denim on denim you love more than once great um in one episode chief hong was wearing very baggy patchy jeans and a plain navy t-shirt i Mm -hmm. think it was this the episode like episode five right after is he wearing like the white long sleeve under the navy no it was oh Oh, that was kind of a good look too though yeah that was it was just a navy t-shirt um and then my final hot outfit was the scene where they were at the school and it was the same scene where him and her end up dancing in the in the water Uh and he was just wearing like the khaki pants a white button shirt white button up tucked tucked in in. and i think i turned you know i was like am i just into the preppy boy look because this is really doing it for me like he's been wearing more casual stuff but like this one's yeah thank you those are my hots do you have any other hots no those were they're good. Okay. Yeah. So I also have some knots. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote every freaking flannel that Kim Son Ho ever wore. Oh, see, I don't feel I that way. I can do without. But you love what? flannels. I didn't like any of his. His really? flannels were bad. No, I wrote he had f- some good ones. I didn't think so. I just had a few honorary mentions of horrible flannels. Well, the, the colorblind lumberjack look was terrible. Yeah, he had he had a uh, a red flannel with a mustard yellow t-shirt. Yeah, that was not good. Um, he... And near the very end, he's wearing like a blue flannel with a strawberry bubblegum pink shirt underneath it. Um, at the very end, he's also wearing a flannel that was like seven flannels patched together. <laughs> yeah. um, and he early on, you know, that scene where he's like, they're at the business owner meeting. He's playing the guitar. Yeah. He was wearing one that was like a pastel blue lime green. 
I can't think of one flannel that was good. Please tell me a good flannel. I just hit me. I can't think of any specific. I know I they know were all. You can remember the bad ones though. No, can't but you? I, I I know there were some moments where he was wearing flannel, and I thought he looked. There might have been once or twice that he wore like just a nice navy flannel. I don't really remember. Also, shout out to Petey Nim's electric blue flannel. Yeah, that was awful. In that one I don't scene think it was a flannel. It was like a button-down plaid Yeah, shirt. you're right. It was it so was, bad. It was like... It's what a sixth-grade boy would wear. That's what a mother buys for her sixth-grade boy from like to Abercrombie. wear for his school pictures. Yeah, from Abercrombie. I didn't like it at all. Um, and several mentions they put Petey Nim... I mean, several mentions. Several episodes they put Petey Nim in sweater vests. Yeah. Like I said, I think to try to make him look ugly, it didn't work but it was bad the outfit was bad so those are my my rankings um honorary mention for a bad outfit was poor jun opa so in the one scene that he was really in for the whole scene was the scene where they were eating dinner with grandma Uh and he was in a checkered black and white shirt i feel bad i don't even remember and i don't know why they put him in that because i'm like this is the one scene that he's really in for a hot minute I think it was even like a button up. It wasn't good. Like stick that guy in just a good clean navy shirt or something and we'll be good to go. Just put him in like a Jungkook dance practice outfit. I know. Would any of us complain? No. no. Not at all. That's what it was a bad wear. shirt. They just threw a lot of these guys in bad shirts. I don't know why, but yeah. they just went for it. Well, so, things are different at the at the sea. And yet, peating him in that funeral suit. It when really, he strolled in, I was it like. It undid it all. Oh, oh my gosh my gosh like a man should not look that time. how do you do it it's it's a mercy he wasn't wearing his glasses kim oh yeah i would have lost that my... was a mercy to us yeah I my think mind we... i would still be passed out we I would think. not be able to have recorded this episode no, i would, <laughs> be would on not the have ground. been coherent on the ground to record this episode needing resuscitation <laughs> okay all right so we speaking of pd nim speaking of pd nim um we're well we have a winner for the Hoonjun Swoon Award. And it's Petey Am I right? Nim. It's Petey Nim. I it mean, is. not really. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> objectively, Chief Hong probably has more swoony moments. But, like, but there was something about Petey Nim that just... For me... He's the one I want him to say those swoony things too. Yeah. I want I Petey Nim to say them to me. For me, personally, which I've talked at nauseum about on this pod... That I just really vibe with the friend zone plot because I myself have been friend zoned my whole <laughs> life. She acts and like I haven't also been friend zoned. Kim, there was a guy in college that hung out with me twice, and then both times he asked me if he could ask out my hallmates. Two different hallmates. Okay, but like, have you ever had someone where it's like Petey Nim and his coworker where they just like are no, best friends I haven't. and they I like haven't. go on car rides and do datey stuff, and then at the end of the day, he's like, "I'm heartbroken over another girl," and you're like, "Great, are you ever gonna see me as someone else?" Okay, you know what? No, continue. I'm not, try- I'm not trying to undermine you. No, I know, but I'm just saying. I think it's a little different when you like. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You have a guy where you're like, it's not just like we're pals. Like we are best friends. Right. So that's happened to me a few different times. So I think that's why so you I was, feel for the writer. Yes. Yes. Like, and I think like, cause we've talked about this before on this pod. We hate when they kind of just throw the second lead with like a rando and just to tie it up in a neat bow. And yeah. I was kind of worried they were going to do that with him, but kudos to the writers. They did this beautifully and they made me want more. Oh, I want more. So I want to see this entire show from their viewpoint. Yeah. Like all the, the the drawing room scenes all the editing scenes 
all the seven years. Well, and they like give me all of they them. They mention how they like go on all these trips, and he like tracks her. He like flies to Italy to like pitch an idea to her, and they like stay in the hotel and like come, yeah, like pull all nighters. And it's like I bet there were sparks flying. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, but can that be the show? Can they please make that show? But meanwhile, oh he's like still kind of hung up over his college ex or whatever. Yeah, and so she's like, you know, so basically we don't even know like writer name like i think her name is jiwan she is kind of along because she's his co-worker in this show but we don't even get a hint that there's something more until about like halfway no. through the show they're like on this phone call. i didn't i didn't guess it at all no because they barely gave her any screen time yeah she's barely in right. it but they're on this phone call he's like in gongjin and she's in seoul and they're like talking about editing or something and I think he's, like, staying behind in Ganjin to, like, talk to Hyejin or something. Yeah. And they hang up, and she just says kind of to herself in the audience, like, how long will you only see me as a, as a co-worker? And we were like, and oh, we ding, were like ding, 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 oh, my ding, gosh. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but at that point, we didn't know that they had been friends for so long and that yeah. they had this whole history. So it'd be... It I mean, Pete didn't, didn't come into the show, like, episode... F- until, like, episode four or five. Yeah. Like, we didn't know him that much. So it becomes revealed to us that they've been working together very closely. Like, he's the producer, she's the writer for seven years. They, you know, go on all these big adventures together, filming and coming up with ideas. And they're, like, best friends in Mm -hmm. a sense and so she starts looking at other jobs and he and she tells him because she's in love with well yes but she doesn't tell him that she's just like i can't work with you anymore he's an idiot because he's just like why um and chief hong really is the matchmaker here like he's the one who helps pd nim get there because he they have this conversation where pd nim's like stomach is a mess like he can't eat anything that was cute because when he had Jin dumped him, he was like, I'm a drink and then I'm gonna get over yeah. it. When Ryder says she's moving on, he like can't eat. He like ends up in the hospital with stomach pain. Yeah. And so h- him and Chief Hong end up like having this heart to heart bromance time outside of Chief Hong's house. And Chief Hong is basically says, well, he tells him, you know, Ryder Neem once told me that she really admires you. And I think she meant more than just a colleague. And then he says, you know, I've noticed you have some appetite problems. Um, and I think it might be because of her and well, he, he tells PD Nim, he's like, you're moving too slowly. This is the whole reason you lost out <laughs> yeah. on Kijin. Right. And so PD Nim is like, wow, thanks for rubbing salt in the <laughs> okay, wound. Ouch. <laughs> and Chief Hong literally hits him with the, well, did you ever lose your appetite over Kijin? No, you didn't. Uh-huh. And so that kind of gets the wheels turning for PD Nim. And so then there's some more conversations with him and writer cause he's trying to convince her to stay uh-huh. and he there's they have this one conversation where he says are there no sparks anymore and he kind of means in the like co-worker sense uh-huh. and she says there are constant sparks and that's the problem and she obviously means i want to see the sparks you know, i want to yeah. see all the scenes. Oh. <laughs> and so then they have that scene where they're like driving i think to get more b-roll or something and she thinks it's during the time when Hyejin and Chief Hong are taking a break. Uh-huh. And so he's all worked up because he's like, Chief Hong has to get his act together. But she thinks that it's because he still has feelings for Hyejin. Uh, and he just kind of looks at her and he's like, no, I'm fine. And He then, does. He was like, I'm actually fine. And then he literally almost crashes the car because he's like staring at her. Yeah. Which is like super cute. <laughs> and then um, she finally comes out and just says her feelings because he can't get it. And there's yes. that moment where she's like feeling stomach pain because they stayed up yes. all night, like editing the final episode and they're finally done. And he takes her to the lobby and 
is like, oh, look, I have medicine He's doing just all, for you. He's like, I have a heating pad. And I have everything. She kind of just like sadly looks at him and she's like, you got like, this is why I can't work with you anymore because I like you and I think you might know that. And every time you're nice to me, I get my hopes up. Yeah. And she she's just like very honest. She just walks away and he's like, but, but, but. And so he go he he goes to Gongjin. And he does. And this scene was cue, so cute. Cue the Domino's commercial. I know. I'm like, okay, where did this come like, from? How much money did now Domino's pay to have this scene inserted? Literally, in the so finale? much, so much. I literally, but I was like, okay, sure. But no, the scene was so great that he literally drives to Gongjin to ask Chief Hong advice. Yeah, and he, well, Chief Hong's like, you gotta do something, bro. Like, and he says. He says to Chief Hong, I'm scared to make, like, I don't want to be hasty and, like, risk losing her forever. He's like, ooh. And Chief Hong's like, well, if you don't do anything, yes. you're going to lose He's her. like, it's that thing. I think he said something like. Well, he rubs in Hyojin again. He's like, that's why you lost But he out also on her. is like, it's like being afraid to go outside because it might rain. Yeah. Or you might get a sunburn He's or like, whatever. Bro. Just yeah. Also, I, mean, I don't think he says this, but what is there to lose? She already told you she likes you. Yeah. Like, you know she likes you. So then Slow this Slow pitch, bro. This is one of the swooniest lines maybe ever. He like goes to her and I think this is right before the premiere of the show. I was show. trying to figure out that. Yeah. And he's like, they're both flustered because they're like late or whatever. And yes. he says, um, he's I wearing like Crocs or something. Yeah. And changing into his <laughs> yeah. shoes. And he says, um, after this is all over, I want to take you out to eat. Just you. Uh huh. And then he hits her with no matter how hard I think about it, eating playing and working i want it all to be with you stop it and i was like wait <laughs> what? i know and, and you she can like, tell she's like ah she like her brain is like malfunctioning because uh -huh. she's wanted this for so long uh-huh and then their last scene is there well mean, and then she gets in the car and i think she just kind of like sits there and like she just giggles a little lets it sink yeah. in yeah it was really cute and then flash forward like a month or whatever and they're working on their next show and uh -huh. he's like you know i always like to do what i'm interested in and he said what about a show about non-celebrities in the friend zone dating where they get out of the friend zone and she kind of giggles and she's like you mean like us and he's like, like just yeah. like us just and like it's us. just so cute it's but cute. i like need so much but, like, more i would have loved so much more so like much we didn't more. get a kiss we didn't get we marriage didn't, we didn't get much at all honestly we got like a little bit and it's crazy that like we didn't have any of the slow burn and yet i was so invested so like, invested. if i had had 10 episodes of slow burn of them being friend zoned i would have eaten that up I like know. someone make this into a spinoff please. please 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 like has a k-drama ever done that where they literally do a spinoff i want them to do it so bad that's like such a good plot though friend zoning so is such a good plot it's such a good plot. Also, this also, is where I need to hit you with this fun fact that I learned about PM. Yes, no, you have to tell Are you me. Ready for yes. This? He played Benny in In the Heights. <laughs> no. Like, no, I was going to make a joke okay, about Chen, that earlier. Chen, like, Chen, that was like a K an idol thing. Like, this is like legit <laughs> no. theater. No. <laughs> no. I'm dying. Okay, wait. Because I was going to make a joke about that when we talked about him doing theater. I'm like, was he as good as Chen in the Heights? Stop it. I know, right? He's on the so dispatch. Dreamy. He was yes. on the dispatch. Yo, yo, yo. Attention, your attention. This is Vanny and I'd like to mention. Okay, so I found this Wait, out because on Twitter, it. there was this thread going around that so, because Kim Sun Ho got his start in theater. So they were, I, I, I guess a lot oh. 
many of the ensemble people also got their start in theater and he was one of them misan was one of them i was gonna say that because i did see that pd nim got a start in theater like misan was one of them the two store owners both were in theater oh um there were like several others and so they there was a thread on twitter of all their theater credentials and on i think i i screenshotted it should i show you yes please literally and both also are there clips all can i watch it were broken up into um like theater and musical oh and i was just like oh (laughs) my (laughs) gosh (laughs) i was like i need to drop this on madison oh my gosh this is better than i even imagined kim last night in the parking lot was like i found out a great fact i'm gonna tell you on the pod in the heights stop it give it to me in the heights benny (laughs) oh my gosh the dreamiest character for the dreamiest man i know all of my my interests just colliding in a a kaleidoscope of wonder. <laughs> a kaleidoscope of wonder? I'm just dying. That's freaking amazing. Wow. That's just... Thank you for that. You're welcome. That's blowing my mind. I was like, wow. I have to tell Madison. Oh, my gosh. All right. Where were we? I don't even know. Well, that that thus ends my swoony category where I just talked about I, I really I just want like, that to be a show. I need him to be a leading guy, but I would love for him to play Petey Nim and his leading guy Anytime show. a girl can get out of the friend zone, I cheer hard. Yeah. The guy so like sweet. him. Yeah. Wow. There's hope for us all. Blessings. Ladies. Blessings. All right. Are you ready for a weenies? Oh, yeah. Girl. I feel like you know I'm always so ready. ready. I'm a star. I'm kind of fired up about weenies, too. Okay. Okay. I know this is probably way too big of a category, but I said everyone who ever blamed Dushik for anything that happened. Yes. All of those people. So Hyung's family. Mm-hmm. Who else? I, I'm trying to think if anyone else like pointedly. Well, I mean. The mom. The mom. The mom of the, the secure, or the wife of the security guard. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. The mom and like the son who like punches him. The son gets his redemption, I think. The son does, but like, yes, but that the mom was a stone cold killer. Yes, and so especially as he was literally like, I sold all my possessions, have oh, my yes. money, and she was just like, "You think this is worth anything?" Yes, when it wasn't even his fault. Literally, he was like, "I told you not to do that. Why did you take all those it risks?" Wasn't his I fault literally at told all. you not to do that, and then the man tried to commit suicide. Literally, none of that fault. is his fault. No, it wasn't. Um, I know. I mean, we need to talk about Nuna because I am so yes. mad. Yes. Like, this is my one big, big grievance with this show. Like, right, I don't same. know. Maybe this was the point of it that, like, you're never going to get, like, n- not everyone in your life is always going to give you the apology you deserve. Yeah. Which is, like, realistic. But, like. Yeah, I get that. But, yeah. like, if they were going to go that route, I would have rather Nuna given him the closure and then the assistant PD just like been like, you know what, whatever. Because yeah. out of everyone, like she had a close relationship with him. Uh-huh. Her husband was like Chief Hong's best friend. Uh-huh. And she basically says, I don't regret what I said. Um, I, I guess I've forgiven you by now. And I hope you can I forgive, hope yourself. You forgive yourself what? when it, he wasn't even driving well, the freaking car. Which made me mad too, is I almost feel like I almost felt like we were supposed to buy it. And I'm like, I don't buy no. that. Like, I almost feel like the writers were like, this is going to be a heartwarming scene. I hope they didn't think it was because it was like, that wasn't. It wasn't because she literally said, I hope one day you can forgive yourself. And we're like, he didn't do it. Yeah, like, we're, we're like, like, there's yelling. nothing to forgive. We were like yelling. And then thankfully, 
Hyung showed well, up. Well, maybe it so was. So maybe they writers did it on purpose because Hyung is the one. To that moment up because Hyung I think. Hyung is the one who came in and It doesn't matter what anyone else says. If Hyung forgives him or d- tells Which, him there's nothing to even forgive. You know what? And maybe that was the way it was supposed to be because, I mean, it wasn't Hyung, right? It was, it was, it was, it was Chief Hong remembering Hyung. Yes. And it, it was almost like Chief Hong telling himself. It really was but to an extent. Nuna's still a, a huge Nuna's such a huge weenie. I mean, shout out to her for having the cutest kid. Like that was a cute scene when cute kid. he runs up and is like, "I know, Samchon." I know, but still, yeah, she it, ruined it. it. She ruined it. So I just—that's the category of just anyone who blamed him. Yeah, that was that was horrible. All right, <laughs> yeah. Who I mean, the, the freaking truck driver. <laughs> just anyone in a K drama who can't <laughs> figure out how to brake. <laughs> When there's a car literally like right in front of them, I know, in an it didn't even make any sense. I know, and there it's always like a fifteen wheeler. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, I'm like, okay, seriously. Um, what about the freaking stalker? Oh yeah, Hello? both of them. Both of well, the perv in the dentist office. Oh, and the perv. The I'm like, I thought there was only one stalker. The perv and the stalker. Um, Hyejin's boyfriend in college. Yeah, idiot. Idiot. <laughs> also, though, PD Nim got the chance to like, yeah, whatever. But she actually seemed really lonely in college, yeah. and bummer that was a big heartbreak yeah um are we considering ejun's dad to be a weenie or did he completely i had him at the top of the list but i think he came back around i know i just feel like you him, probably want to vent about him do you him, not episodes one through like 10 <laughs> he was just so one through like 13 annoying. he was so annoying and he's still kind so of, annoying he still kind of annoyed me towards the end because he's just so derpy but it like worked when you know, Yijun has his family and, you know, we see more of his backstory. But he was just, like, going on and on about how he, like, didn't have his chance with the teacher. Oh, yeah. No, I honestly think he I was glad like, they got back together because she's like, I love you anyways. But he was kind of a weenie. Yeah. He was even, like, the the scene where he goes and gets drunk and he bashes his wife yeah. like that. Come on. Yeah. Come no, on. he's a punk. He is a punk. And I think better when, well... Lesser women wouldn't have given him a second chance. So I know. Kudos to you, Hua Zhang. Hua Zhang is just too cool. Um, I said all of Hyojin's soul friends who are like materialistic. Oh, and they are. And are like, Ew. girl, are you? Is this realistic? Because he's like a handyman. Yeah, like he does he not um, have all this credentials or something? Right. <laughs> like he's y'all like can just go back to man. Seoul. I'm so glad she moved on and found really good people. Yeah. In Gongjin. Uh, I I think that's all I wrote down. That's all I have. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Um, Let's talk about the ending. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I would just like to preface this by saying I think both of us would agree that this ending was pretty close to giving us everything we wanted. It was such a good 16 um, episode. Yeah. Like, and I think, a lot of K-dramas have horrible 16 yeah, episodes. Yeah. This, I would like, say this, this show honestly might overall be some of the best writing. And like, I would say, like, to be completely honest. As a whole. Yeah, to be like to be completely honest, there were times in the middle of the show that I was I didn't lose interest, but I was like I got very skeptical. I did. I was like, are they gonna wrap all this up? Well, there just feels it felt like there was so much going on that it yeah. was yeah, it was like how are they gonna have the time? It wasn't necessarily that they wouldn't do it well, but it's like how there just objectively right. is not enough time. Yes. To wrap all these plots up. Yes. Well. And as much as I loved the the talent show scene and everything, part of me was like I, I trying to figure out what show kind of show this is. Is this like yeah. a this is us, everything is so dramatic, or is this like a Gilmore Girls we just throw random parties doesn't matter? I'm like, I think it's trying to be both, and it was both. 
But I like was doubting that they were going to pull both off. And they did. They did. I will say yeah. I did feel like around episode 15, it got rushed. I was like, I don't think there was one scene in episode 15 that someone wasn't sobbing yeah. or working through a trauma. And I was like, this is not enjoyable television. This is just too much. And I really think they did throw it in one episode. Yeah, but it makes, However, it makes 16 all the sweeter. It when did make 16 like it made 16 a fantastic episode. No, it did. But I was like, could they They think they could have spread that out between like two episodes. But I feel like. So I was a little. It's a good. I'm sure about that. I feel like it's a. Um, I don't. Uh, a vehicle. No, I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but like to to draw it out like that, it hits it harder. Like the impact is harder on it the did. audience. So I feel like. I feel like it accomplished, I think it was intentional. Like they gave us yeah. bits and pieces to where we were like, give it to us. And then they gave it to us all. They gave, so they want, they, it they did made feel us, like all at once though. <laughs> yeah. But I think that was what they wanted. Like they wanted us to be so. begging for it and we were, and then they gave That's it true. all to us. And I will say they did give it all. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't think of one storyline that I didn't feel like it was thoughtfully wrapped up. Yeah. Which is impressive. And they wrapped them all up really well with very emotional scenes yeah that were great there were some really good scenes in episode 16 so let's just run through them real quick as we kind of talk about the ending right so we start with the funeral yeah so the big the big thing happening is that grandma died and everyone is there to celebrate her life Mm -hmm. and i mean the first moving scene is chief hong has that scene um or the conversation with her son outside yeah and the son's like sobbing because he says, you know, I regret it so he much. He was pretty distant. Yeah. As a son. He didn't. I don't he think didn't, he really visited. No, he didn't live there. And he, I mean, what little we knew was that he like didn't have the money to pay for her teeth and mm. all this stuff. And he kind of had that, he had that quote where he said, you know, with your parents, you just assume they're going to be there forever. Yeah. And I mean, that's true. Like, you know. Not that my parents are old, but it's just like, I'm not even considering a time when they might not be here. Like, that's just wild. And I don't think you ever think about that until it happens. Unless, I guess, they're sick for a long time and, like, know it's coming, I guess. But, and he just, like, regrets so much. And he's, I think he has a quote where he says, the people who cry the most are the people that regret the most. Mm. And Chief Hong just really assures him and says, no, you like, your mom was so proud of you. You were her joy. She told everyone about her, like, accountant son who was in Seoul. Like, Mm. don't doubt that for a second. And just really, like... Well, he honestly tells her what Hyejin told him when he was crying about his grandfather. Yeah. Hyejin was like, he wouldn't want you to be sad. Yeah. Also, don't, don't feel, don't be, don't hold all this guilt. Right. He pretty much said the same thing, which is really sweet. He said the same thing to her. He said... I was around grandma every day and she adored you. She did not resent you. Yeah. So you don't have to carry that, which is really sweet. So that started with that, which I thought was tasteful sadness. I was like, yeah, I can handle this funeral scene. Then, then the grandmas. Oh, the grandmas. Yeah, I know. It was just like grandmas. It was like gut punch after gut punch, punch, punch. I know. So the grandma sit down, which I'm glad they included that. Yeah. So they're, it was like the three of them were like BFFs, and oh, I mean, yeah. also just shout out to the fact that like the way Harmony went was a sleep, a girl's sleepover. I know, like literally, that was so what sweet. that was so sweet. Um, I think it was like an impromptu sleepover. Yeah, they were just like, let's just have sleepover. a sleepover. <laughs> um, and the two remaining ones are 
talking and the younger of the two says um like don't leave me don't leave me like stay healthy for a long time and the you know the other one set makes a like a joke about like well i but i scold you all the time and she Mm -hmm. says scold me all you want just don't don't go anywhere i know i fell for them i was like i wonder how their dynamic is gonna change like you know they've been a threesome for so long like my grandfather my grandfather passed away earlier this year but he was like the last one out of his generation that was left like all his siblings had died Mm. all his cousins had died all his friends had died except his like wife my step-grandmother um so it was just like i think with every death it just got harder and harder to go on because you become lonelier and lonelier and i think that's what they're experiencing is like they know that their time's coming and but some of them like one of the younger one has a good amount of time she didn't look all that old yeah but i think when someone close to you dies and you are in your like 70s or whatever you just realize how much maybe not even how much time you have left but how much time you have with other people that are older too and I think that just, you know, really put it in perspective for them. And that was a sweet scene to have that. It was. It was. I felt like that was a good scene to put in there. Um, Does it move right into the corn scene? Mm -hmm. Okay. This scene was gut-wrenching. It was fantastic. It was a great scene. Again, Kim Son-ho. It was a really good scene. I cried in this scene, too. I'm pretty sure. I lost track of how many times I cried. But, um, no, the scene was awesome because... I mean, I was I immediately thought when grandma died, I'm like, wow, this is going to give him a chance to grieve healthily, properly for the first time in his life. Yeah, he's going to grieve properly and um, not by himself either, because I, I don't think anyone can really grieve by themselves. And he's been trying and now he's not by himself mm-hmm. um, because of Hyojin. And I think that's what's going to give him permission to grieve. And um, so the whole scene was great because hyajin was giving him a lot of space and i think she even said oh she said you don't seem as sad as i thought you would be and he said well honestly i'm still processing it and also i'm just not ready to let her go like i'm just i'm gonna live in my own world with her for a little while and she's like okay that's fine Mm -hmm. and then they're sitting at the kitchen table and she's gonna make him food or something Mm -hmm. and she finds the corn and i feel like sometimes when especially in grief like you sometimes you just need a catalyst you need something to start the crying or start something you know and um finding that letter from grandma was it was I think it was what he needed he needed something to be about grandma about her life but also remind him of her death and that was very personal to him and so I mean of course the letter was like heart-wrenching and like but it wasn't heart-wrenching because she didn't write it knowing she was going to die. She just wrote it. Yeah. You're my son. And I love you and my grandson. And and also I feel like I that... want you to eat. And like it was just yeah. it was just grandma being alive. But it reminded him that she wasn't. Right. And just watching them sob together was it was a really good scene. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like like yeah like I totally agree with what you're saying about it being a catalyst. But I think those words also hit him. I think they would have hit him hard even if she hadn't died. Like, oh, that's true. Being yeah. called, like, you know, I'm sure she said that over yeah. the years. Like, you know, I, tr- you, I love you like a son or whatever. But, you know, we've just seen how hurt he's been and how lonely he's been. And to have, like, the person, one of the people he loves the most in the world, tell him straight out, you are my son and you're my grandson and I love you and take care of yourself. Like, 
I don't know. I think yeah. no matter what, he needed to hear that. And I think even sweeter that he could hear that and allow himself to grieve. Right. So sweet. Grandma, what a heart of gold. Right. And it was, I would say it was one of the first times it seems like that he was grieving without a sense of trauma. Yeah. It was just healthy grief. It was just grief. It was like she died. He could. He, she he, died because she was old and it had nothing to, I mean, none of them had anything to do with him, but we're all grief and everyone was grieving it together. And the whole village. And it, and grief naturally comes in waves. Like, yeah, you're allowed to feel lots of different things. And I think with all the other situations, he was never allowed to feel anything or yes. he didn't allow himself to because yes. he didn't feel like he could or, you know, he was told it was his fault and all this stuff. So he just shut down. And so just even in that scene, he felt there was a wide range of things he felt. And that's so normal with grief. Like yep. one second you're like, this isn't happening. And that second you're kind of numb to it and then the Uh next second you're sobbing and Uh you know it just it all hits you at different moments with different things and I think even the beauty of him allowing himself to feel all of those things Uh with her you know there to comfort him yeah it was really beautiful yeah I know super believable to me I think there was a scene shortly after that where he put up a picture of him and grandma next to the picture Mm. of him and grandpa that was cute it was cute and I was like can't wait for him to put his wedding picture next to that because like it, it was good. It was it was just so well done. Yeah. And then I feel like we're pretty much out of the sad stuff at that point. Oh, yeah. We got it turned happy. a corner, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. nice. Um, and I mean, yeah, the proposal scene. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Um, I mean, we can, I guess. Understated like first. them all. And I thought it was great. Oh, yeah. Was, was there it. something before the proposal scene that you want to talk about? I mean, I just loved the moment where she told him she turned down the professor job. And she like made it so clear that she was like, this is my choice. That was like a flashback. Yeah. She was like, I made this choice. Like you are not forcing me to, I do not feel resentful. Like I am a grown woman and I can make a choice by myself. Yeah. And she just is like, you know, I love this place. There are things I want to do here and you're here. So why would I ever leave? (laughs) Yeah. And you know, Um, it's true. She's like, she is staying for the dental clinic. She's staying for everyone she's met. But him him. also. Yeah. (laughs) And him. So I just loved that moment. But okay. I think she might've stayed without him too, though. Yeah. I really think so. Uh, which she's is so sweet. much happier and yes. lighter yes. in Gong Even if she had not met Chief Hong there, yeah. she probably would have stayed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the freaking double proposal. The proposal scene was great. I thought it was great. Like, it was like the middle of the day. Like, also, it was so on brand for her to want to propose. It was. It was. But also, I, I, I was like, he's going to be upset. He well, probably yeah. wanted to propose. <laughs> like that's it's all very believable. It shows because I was she's like, impatient. he's not going to like this. She's impatient. <laughs> and she said that like. In one of the, I think it's the scene where she goes to him when they're like on a break. Yes, and she's like, she's like I, I'm, I'm impatient. A impatient. <laughs> um, yes. So I love that she was just like, I'm gonna ask him to marry me tomorrow. And me sounds like, way to go. Yeah. She's like, how are we gonna do it? <laughs> how are we gonna do it? Um, and the the quote is beautiful. Yeah. Where she says, you know, she puts down her sparkly shoes that started it all. Yes. And then she, I think, bought him a pair of shoes. I think I she guess. did because he was already wearing shoes. Yeah. So he, she brought shoes for and him. And she like put them down next to the her shoes, and she says. I'd love it if our shoes were always side by side at the door together so that neither would be lonely. I love that. And then he gets he gets a little pouty. Well, yeah. Then she's like, will you marry me? And he's like, no. And he's like, wait, what? Wait, 
what well i was gonna and then I he know. just like pulls out the, he, the jewelry he, like, box runs his hand through his hair he's like i was gonna ask you and i was like yeah you totally and then she's like you're stealing his thunder she's like ignore everything ask i know me. And he's I like know. well i can't she's like no just pretend no but he did happen. he got yeah. himself together and, and he his had, was better well honestly. i'm trying to remember what he said oh, do you have I the quote please well first of all in her little speech she says you know we didn't start off you know we were oh, we started right. off terribly in her opinion they started off on a bad goes, foot yes. i don't think so yes and he talk it's like he's talking into the montage oh yes and he's he says we finally get to learn why he was so enthralled with her yeah. and it really was just because she was pretty yeah and he just thought but, she was beautiful but and sad and he was sad. like that's you true. know i was surfing and i saw this woman sitting on the beach and yes in her eyes there was such sadness and i just kept getting drawn to her and yes yada 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 and you know who knew that i would fall in love with her and then he pulls out the the necklace uh-huh. that she had wanted that she sold because she felt bad for how much it cost. He, he saved up he's so like, much money. I worked 637 hours for this necklace. Please don't ever sell it. She's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, don't I sell won't. It. <laughs> and then he says, well, he says some stuff like, you know, our shoes, like two pairs of shoes, two toothbrushes in the bathroom, two uh-huh. aprons in the kitchen. Uh-huh. Um, you know, everything will be in pairs. And then he says... Will you enjoy today, tomorrow, and all of your time with me? Stop it. <laughs> like, um, swoon. Like, yes. Men take notes. <laughs> like, it does not take a huge, like, drawn out thing. Like, no. that one sentence, if also you were for, just yeah. anywhere with the girl you loved and a ring. Yes. And you said that one sentence, yes. I almost guarantee she would say yes. Also, just his, see, his quote of, two toothbrushes two aprons that's what gets to me it's yeah. like doing life together well yes yeah, all of your time will you spend it with me stop like, it that's so sweet it's so sweet and also like that shot of that scene was just beautiful with like the sun and the light and they kiss and they're just so cute it was happy. so it was cute precious it was adorable and then really like the the other big stuff is basically just it's like just, i mean the last 20 we kind minutes of fluff it out to the end the last 20 minutes is them She's like, like how many babies do you want <laughs> Well, the last 20 minutes, I feel like, is them in their wedding st- or their, mm-hmm. like, the stuff, and they're trying to get the pictures, and the townspeople interrupt, and then they run away from them. It's like 15 minutes of fluff. I loved it, though, because I wanted that at the end. Yeah. It needed that at the end. It needed the fluff and of just th- them like, at the top of the hill, somehow running from the lighthouse, which was clearly, like, a solid miles 12 and miles, miles down away. the road. <laughs> like, not even in the ballpark. Such a plot hole. But it's fine. <laughs> they took an Uber. Yeah. I guess. Um... So, I loved how it ended. I yeah. was like, wow. It gave me everything I wanted. It did. And more. I really, I'm trying to think, I was trying to write down, like, did I feel like I missed anything? I don't think so. I mean, other than things we just want. Yeah. We want more PDNIM. You know, we want more stuff. But I feel like it wrapped pretty much everything up really well. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, my, my hopes and dreams are Ijun and Bora getting married. June Opa and Judy getting married. Petey Nim getting married. It's a writer name. I want them all to get married. Yeah. My, my alt ending would have been like Bodan Ijun's wedding. And we get to see everyone and there. And Chief Hong has like five kids. Yes. That would have been yeah. probably my alt ending. If and writer name and Petey Nim are married. Kids. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you know what? It's, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. So We're just being picky at this point. Yeah, we, we really are. So, I think that's all I got. Do you have any more, Kim? No. On this show? I mean, if you can't tell, we adored this show. I honestly, I think I would watch this show again. I would Um, watch it and really focus on other stuff. Yeah. I would focus a lot on, I mean, 
Not that I didn't. Fo- I think I didn't really focus on PD Nim for a while because I didn't really care. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah. And then I cared. I would focus on him a lot more. Um, but I think this is going to become a new show that I recommend to people who are getting into K dramas. Mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily. I think there's still moments where they play up a lot of stuff that people who aren't used to K dramas. Yeah. Like she's she can be a little like tropey at times yeah um especially when they're dating like i don't know if people who are right. not into k-dramas would be into that i still think like crash landing and startup might be better like gateway dramas per right. se but i still i think if like someone had just watched crash landing and was like what should i watch next i would be like hometown Cha-Cha. okay okay yeah i think i think it'd be more be one that i would if someone's watched set a couple k-dramas and they're wanting to know a good one i'd be like hometown Cha-Cha. Yeah. like maybe my parents <laughs> just kidding Kim Son Ho at his finest. Yeah, it was good. It was Honestly. good. I, I just had a lot of a lot of fun watching this with all the soulmies. Yeah. That and was this really is the fun. first show that we watched together. Yeah, we were saying like, that the other really day. Wa- like not just us, but like all of freaking Korea. Yeah. Like everyone's watching it. And it like watched, felt like it bonded everyone. We watched a couple we've watched a couple other shows that have come out in real time, like Doom Your couple, Service. Yeah. And so I married the anti fan, but I don't think those were as broadly watched as no. these were as this show was i yeah. mean i think the entire like millions of people everyone were waiting. watched this show and i think that's also the i mean not to keep bemoaning this point but i think a lot of it has to do with so many people fell in love with him in startup that yeah. they wanted to tune in and watch him get his happy ending yes and also just be an amazing actor and but he- also the, the show could have flopped like if yeah but like just because kim sun ho was in it doesn't mean it could have been a good show but the writing was so good but i had so much like he i don't think is stupid like i think he realizes how much startup well he had to choose him. the right show so i yes. think he i don't think he was just gonna pick anything to be I his know. first right. like main main right you know in the heat of fame yes. lead role and yes. so i think you gotta it, choose the right yeah thing. so i think he was never gonna choose a show that would have flopped and That's i true. think also she was really well cast and she's, she she's a pretty popular awesome. actress um i've never seen her in anything else but the she's, casting was so she's good. pretty well known she's dating another actor and um i think they had a lot of i'm always amazed when actors can develop such good chemistry with their their co-stars when they're dating other people i know but they had such a good chemistry they had really good chemistry and it was cute watching some of the behind the scenes stuff it's like they're not flirty, but you can tell they just like really enjoy acting together. Right. And so it just like, it I mean, really I feel works. like if you're playing love interest, there's an extent where you might be flirty off scene yeah. because it's just like you have the chemistry on scene. Well, that's but. how I felt about the anti-fan. I was like, how are you guys not dating? I know. Like, it was so flirty. I know. She was Whatever. like feeding him snacks. I know. I like, what, what is heck? going on? I don't know. Maybe that's unhealthy, but whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so... All right. Wow. There it is. There it is, y'all. This was so fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope it. we can do this again soon. I yeah. hope another show comes that is... We're going to be trying... We can watch together like We're going to be trying a few new shows in the next few weeks, but I don't yes. necessarily think We have our eye on what's coming out. I don't think either of them will necessarily, unless it's a big surprise, be ones we watch the whole thing. Yes. We'll um, see. So we'll have to keep our eye out. You know, Namju Hook's going to make his comeback next year. I mean, year. hello. Um, yeah, we definitely have our eyes on stuff. We also want to eventually watch Goblin. We are like, planning on I watching Goblin our pretty next soon. Big watches of shows that are already released yes. are Goblin and Reply 1988. Yes. Um, so if you want to watch that with us and rewatch yeah. it, so we're ready. 
We'll see. But yes. we and we have some exciting end of the year stuff coming up as we, we do. Wrap We've up. been playing. So we launched in January. Yeah. Like it was like literally January 1st. Well, it was last year at this time that we were doing like test runs to see we if we like were. We were like, are we even Stop good at this? It. How cute is that? Which kid? I still don't know if we're good at it, but I don't know at all. Y'all listening to us <laughs> tell us we're good at it. So I, thank you. We appreciate yeah. it. Um, but We've been planning the end of the year since the beginning yeah. of the year when only our mothers listened. <laughs> well, um, your mother, my mom. My mom was, thanks, Karen. She was the only listener that we had. Um, the only soul me was my own mother. <laughs> Thank the you. OG soul me. The OG soul me. Um, and now we just are blown away. And we're so excited for, I mean, spoiler alert. It's not going to be deep stuff. It's just all. Oh, we, we might have some end of the year awards. It's definitely superlative we, related. Have we, have we come up with a name for that yet? Not yet, but it's. Maddie really wants it to be called. It's s- basically the Mark Awards. Okay. Oh gosh. Um, we might be going through our Spotify wraps together. We might. Will Moon be Kim's back to back song of the year? That is the question. Dude, it's going to be butter, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, so that is get excited. what's coming up. We hope you're excited. December's going to be fun. Yeah. Don't let those winter blues get also, you down. Also, also, we're going to be rewatching the episode 1 of Strong Woman Do soon. Sure. And then doing our full review. Park Young Sick So baby. please get excited for that because that is one of our all-time favorite shows. Yeah, we don't know if y'all like it but we do. And Kim, we'll, I was rewatching some scenes this week. That yeah, show is superior. It's so good. How? We'll, Literally how? We'll post on our social media when we're rewatching episode 1 if anyone wants to rewatch with us. Oh, we would love that. Yeah. So just get excited. If you're a fan of great entertainment. And the prettiest eyes that ever were. And the face. How is Park Young Sick so pretty? Dude, he's... How does he look the way he so looks? He's so buff in his new I show. I know. I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. We're pumped. He looks so hot. The army got him buff. Oh! You know Ooh. who else is getting buff in the army right now? Um, Beckyun. <laughs> no! <laughs> Becky's still a twig. It was getting Channy. Well, yeah. I don't know who you're going to say. No, I was going to say Channy. Okay. Channy's already buff. He's getting buffer. Literally, we could say so many options, right? Who else is in the military right now? Bogummy. Bogummy. I don't want Bogummy to get too buff. He's like a, he's like a, a little flower. A porcelain doll. Yeah, he kind of is. <laughs> He kind oh of is, but gosh. um, but yeah, we are gonna eat up younger Park Young Sick on a freaking platter when we. <laughs> okay, he's You're not done. an object. You're done. We're done. In his white skinny jeans, watch some Zia on the side. <laughs> Ghost of a wind. A little anyone? breathe, anyone? Um. Okay, we'll be done. Peace Great. out, Somies. Thank y'all, Somies. Bye.